So, what do we got, Rick? How do you want to? How do you want to do this one? I don't know. I'm looking at the. I'm looking through the agenda really quick. We we don't do that here. <laughs> I usually <laughs> give it the quick once over. Um, is this is this the all we're going to cover tonight? I'm okay with that. I'm just That's asking. enough. It seems like enough. Is there I, any extra I think topic get... in case we run out of time? Run out of time, dude. I I don't think anyone's going to complain if we don't do a three hour episode. All of our <laughs> listeners will. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> We might have to just write this one. Yeah, let's just let's just do with what we got. I'm okay with that. I'm I, just asking. I, I've found that I, if I keep them lighter, we actually get through all of them, and it still has been two and a half, three hours. So yeah, right. we can stretch yeah, pretty we, hard. We seem we seem to stretch just fine. You're right. Snafu. Situation normal. All. All fouled up. This is Snafu. All right, welcome to another episode of Snafu. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. Yeah, episode 35, guys. Woot, woot, woot. Yeah, halfway to 70. Is that a milestone? No, it's, it's I, just halfway to 70. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be math is what that would be. Yeah, just, yeah we're just doing basic arithmetic tonight on, on Snafu. Um, I'm yes. one of your hosts, Rick. Uh, Dale, say hi. Since you I'm just, another one of your hosts, Dale. Uh, Jeff? I'm a third host, Jeff. And Pat? Uh, I'm apparently the prick of the group. Hey, how's it going? No, I think you don't get that title anymore. Sorry, Pat. Oh, we're going to find out why, I'm sure. Yep. All right. We'll also find well, out why Pat isn't the prick of the group anymore either. Yeah, well, there's that too. I, I think we need to hear why he was the prick of the group. We all know that. Well, we've, if, we've been here for 35 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not obvious by now. If you, listen, <laughs> if you listen through the very end of the last episode, there's a question Dale posed that said, of the four of us, not that any of us are pricks, which one of us comes off as being more of an, an oh, a-hole, that's or, right. so to speak. And, and uh, yeah. But I, I think you lost that. the draw, but that's okay. You know what? We'll find out why you're an awesome person a little bit here, too. Sounds um, good to me. Officially, not just unofficially, because we all knew unofficially you were an awesome well, person. Well, right, but we're going to well, put thanks. it on paper for you. All right. Um, so this is uh, episode 35, like we've already said. We're going to go boys. over. Yeah, right. We're getting there. We're, getting, we're into our middle ages. We're going to have our midlife crisis soon, right? Well, I mean, pretty soon we're going to have more episodes than years old I am, and I'm going to freak out a little bit, you know, so it's yeah, all good. Well, that's that's a thing. I'm going to um, sell, all my, um, sell all my French and buy a Camaro, you know. You're going to play like Gaslands then? Cause, uh, Gaslands. <laughs> <laughs> it's about all you're going to be able to afford. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's go. We're going to just go straight into hobby stuff, because why not? Um, I've got a whole other 10 dudes put together. Yay. That's something. You know, well, honestly, uh, what's been... what Out of what, how many? Uh, 80. <laughs> so you're up so to 20. I'm at 20 of 80. Yeah, so to, to be fair, by I've the been end, dry- by Christmas, you should be pretty close to having 80 guys. Um, you're you're halfway to 40. These 10 guys actually went together quite a bit faster than the first 10. Um, what I am realizing is I'm not going to have enough rifles, so I'm going to have to find some rifles. I'm going to have to scrounge up some 
um, more rifle bits. But what I was saying, what I was going to say is, I think I've been dragging my feet on this just a little bit because I've actually been waiting for contrast paints to come out. Uh, not to wait much longer. I don't know. I was just like, God, I really want to just paint this stuff with contrast paints and see what it's like, see if we can get something, you know, some quality of bolt action stuff out of it. I think we can. I think so too. I think they're going to be. It's going to be. It's a game changer across the the, the hobby. But I've just yeah, for me, especially since I'm going to be painting eighty bros. I was like, man, I should just wait for contrast paints. And so I haven't had like any reason to start moving my ass on it quickly. Are they really good? Are they really that good? I mean, I've I've seen a couple articles about them, but I don't know a whole lot firsthand. They look good to me. They look good to me too. Um, they're doing a lot of the things I was already doing, but just better. Like, quite honestly, it's, it feels like almost the same process I was already doing, but the paint works better. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm still going to try and figure out how to Zenithal highlight. Um, do the Zenithal under I have some primer. thoughts about that. So, Well, because they make a gray and they make a white primer. It's, it's, a, it's a gray and a off-deserty white primer. Hmm. I swear there was a white primer in there too. I swear I saw some white primer on some it's, of these. It's called Wraithbone. It's so Wraithbone. Is it the off white one? Okay. Is is there the yeah? They're the, that's the new off white one. Okay. It sounds like GW names. They're all they right. yeah. Like okay. what was the gray called? Gray seer. Gray seer. Right. Yeah. It's not sprue gray. No, not plastic gray. <laughs> <laughs> or adeptus gray, or whatever else it could right. be. Oh, un, un, unpainted gray, gray yeah, night gray. Go. There you go. Eighty percent of all forty k army gray. Yeah. Anyway, use sorry. this primer. It'll 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 look just like your plastic army did before. <laughs> but <laughs> but now your plastic's protected. <laughs> if you miss the if you miss your gray army, then you can use this primer. Yeah. Oh God. That'd be a so long label. <laughs> It's like it's like a sticker that rolls off the side. It's like a piece of masking tape. Yes. Uh, when they when they rebranded all their stuff, though, their a lot of their stuff was really long, and it's like well, I don't even know what this means anymore. Right. So, right. Because they had to copyright well, then, all of it. And, right. And then try to find all those color conversion things to find out the colors you've been using for all this other stuff. You're like, well, crap. What's it called now? I. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's my devil in mud? What is it? Right. It's Ag- Agrax Agrax Earthshade. Agrax is the closest requ- equivalent. Yeah. Anyway, so brown, brown ink, brown wash. But it's like yes. it's got a very specific like. Can, there's something about their washes that I I do appreciate. So. Um, yeah, Devil yeah. Mud was was magic in a bottle. Yeah, it really so was. Talent in a bottle is what is what we used to call <laughs> them. So. Now now contrast paints is going to do the same, thankfully. It's yeah, maybe two bottles. We'll see. We'll see. Um, a lot of bottles. I'm sure. I don't even. Know, I don't remember what the price point is. I just know they're not cheap. I think they're slightly bigger bottles too. They, they look like they're the wash size bottles. Yeah. And, oh, good. You know, so they, they won't. Would, they won't fit in my paint rack. That's awesome. Well, we might need to get a new paint. I rack. I don't think they will. No. And you hear that, Alan? I got a new paint rack. Yeah, you better make a new one for uh, contrast paint. For size. Contrast paint. Yep. And they're still in the worst bottles ever designed for paint. The, the yes. tippy bottles? The tippy-easy. Yeah. It looks like they've made, like, that, I don't know, every time I was seeing the demos, I was seeing those hexagon things, uh, like the hexagon paint holders. Have you seen those? Like, GW, I think, made a paint holder, and it actually looks pretty slick. Oh, so I have like, one, a Citadel paint, 
Uh, Wait, a, a paint a miniature holder? holder or miniature no, holder? No, paint holder, not a miniature. Oh holder. no, no, never mind. I have the paint. I have the miniature holders. Those are great too. But I don't no, know. No, they made like this weird. I don't know. Go look for it. it I, every time they were demoing these, they were showing off these like hexagon looking. I can't explain it. Like this is weird, like beehive pattern bottle holder. I'm not sure if they were for sale or not. I have no idea, but I kept seeing them pop up. Oh, is it just a way that they could just keep all their paints in a? Yeah, like but it looked a paint it, rack. Yeah, but it looked like it laid flat. So it, like it, it looked like it just laid at like a forty-five, but it also looked like you could lay it flat and use it. Hmm. It looked slick. If that's what it was, hmm. if not, I should just if I imagine this, I should just market it and sell it. Um, but I'm guessing GW already did. So they they listen to our podcast, right? No, uh, no, no. Okay, no. all right. Anyway, no. okay. Well, so that's so. all the hobby I got is that I'm basically waiting for contrast paints to show up. So, Dale, I know you've actually been working on some stuff. I think you were kind of excited about I'm excited about what you're working on. So, what are you working on? Heck yeah. Yeah, the excitement died today. Um, oh, no. no. What happened? Uh, I actually just kept working on what I had envisioned, and it occurred to me how much work it's actually going to be. So, um, <laughs> the, um, so there. Um, I'm continuing to work on the new board. Um, in particular, I'm working on just one building right now. Um, and what I had envisioned um, I would do is I would try to do like a plaster stucco exterior to the building. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I picked up um, basically like a gritty spackle <clears throat> and started to apply it on the exterior. And, you know, you know, when it dries, I'll be able to sand it down and kind of give what should be kind of a sweet texture to it. <clears throat> the only issue is, is that it's it, there's twelve different floors on this thing, and oh my god, it's taken freaking forever. <laughs> so I got one section of the building completed um, of the f- of the first four floors, and I have two more, and then I've got another fourth section of the building that's going to require quite a bit of this kind of plaster compound on it. So it's just. Ah, man, just taking a long time. And I'm afraid that um, it's not going to look great when I'm done. So, yeah, your stuff always does. I would be surprised if your finished product didn't look great. Well, I mean, along the lines of um, I'm not confident that the texture is going to um, stay. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll adequately be able to protect it. And, you know, it's anyways, I'm, I'm just afraid that I'm going to spend, you know, maybe 50 hours doing this and it's all going to fall off at the end of it. So, um, that's kind of a downer, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, thing, well. the thing is, is, you know, I've already started and I can't go back now because, you know, yeah. I've got, I got three exteriors done one end of the building you know, and in my mind, it's like, okay, I've got to complete this step before then I can start working on the doors and the windows and all of that stuff and finish off the balconies and those things. Um, but the interior is almost done. So, so that's good. And this is just the first building on the, um, on the board. So, um, but the good news is, is I've, I've got most of the, um, most of the components. Um, I've got, I've got one of, the, and I picked up some. I have a 3D printer now, which has been a ton of fun. And um, I've found some plans that are going to 
fit pretty well. So I am I am still excited about the board. I'm just ready to move on to like the next the next part of it. But I, I have to finish this building before I can move on to the next one. So, Oof. and just like you, Rick, I I'm excited about the possibility of the contrast paints. So I've already ordered the entire set, and yeah, I'm looking forward to bringing those in, and we'll experiment with those. And and because of the contrast paints, I've got renewed interest in um, my Soviet army. So I'm looking forward to maybe cracking that out pretty quickly. So yeah, that's cool. And then we, we played a game of firefight too um, on on D Day. It was a lot of fun. So I got a game in, which was which was good. It's been a long time for me. That's got to get the blood flowing a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it does. Cool. So I used um, I used the Wahoo Warriors um, Marine Army that I won in the raffle, and um, nice. so I got to pull those out. And um, my list was garbage, but um, that's okay. That, <laughs> it, was still, it was still fun. That list was kind of <laughs> that list when you got the army list was kind of garbage. Not gonna lie. Well, I mean, no, I mean, what I selected out of it oh. was like, I mean, you know, flamethrower gimmick- maybe not be. You know the best option if you're doing firefight. So just kind of keep that in mind. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah. You're hitting one dude, and you're like, "Yeah, I killed a guy." Yeah. Uh, well, no, you still to... hit him d six times. Yeah, no, sure. Well, right. Set the building on fire. Come on, man. Fair. Well, I couldn't get close enough to set the building on fire, unfortunately. <laughs> so. That's too bad. Okay. But it, you know, the game we just were like, "Hey, we'll give this a shot." We had like five bros that wanted to play. So, and it's really simple because you know you just kind of put your guys on the board, and and it actually worked really really well so good yeah. rule set that one yeah. Dale I was going to butt in here because I was letting you finish your story first but I should have been paying attention I know I actually have experimented with and have a really good cheap and easy stucco pattern for buildings in this scale Okay. Um, if you ever want, for anyone listening who ever wants to try it so you get yourself a, a, a shallow dish because you're going to make a lot of this and you put in wood glue and whatever color you want the spackling to be okay you mix it up so you got basically the colored glue. And you get yourself a big automotive sponge and you just tear a chunk off of it, wet the sponge down, dab it in there, and then dab it on whatever the hell you're stuccoing. Huh. And it, it dries and looks just like stucco in scale. Huh. That's pretty cool. I could see, I could see that. I, so, I think that uh, do you, yeah. So do you pre so paint the rest of it? Yeah, well, it depends uh, what kind of stuccoing you're going to do. Because, I mean, you can't really be super accurate with the sponge. Right. So a lot of times it's better to stucco everything, and then you have a, a wet uh, paper towel, and you can wipe away where you've over-stuccoed something. Right. I'm just thinking about how you, like, get the whole base coat of the wall done. Do you, pr- do you paint the wall first? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. using it as a paint. You're just... No, you're no, you're using, using it as a it texture. As a texture, yes. Correct. So that's why you're tinting the glue. I'm tinting but... it, yes. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Hmm. But it's... it works. I did it for all of those, uh, that Senegal board, all those little wooden buildings that I stuck on the outside. That's how I did all those. The the alternative to that that I found actually might work well, I've, I've used it in theory on a couple things, but I've never, like, finished a board because um, that's not my thing, apparently. <laughs> Is they make they make textured spray paint? Um, yeah, does man, similar that. stuff. I've had I terrible luck that. with that. Okay, you gotta you gotta shake the ever loving hell out of it. Yeah, like if you're gonna use yeah. it, you better sh- like it's almost like worth taking it to the paint station, and seeing if they'll shake it there for you. They won't. Right. I'm pretty sure they won't. But you can ask them anyway. See, the, my problem the is church from uh, GC Minis. I use that on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
For me, after 60 seconds of shaking, I'm done. I mean, I don't know what to do after that, so I just give up. Your arm gets tired, and you're like, eh. <laughs> You're not used to moving up and down your hand more for longer than 60 seconds? <laughs> nope. That <laughs> no, that's exactly some, right. <laughs> some elbow fatigue there, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. oh, Jesus. All right, I'm blushing already. Um, so, well, well, since you're talking, Jeff, what, what are you working on? Oh, Christ, what am I not working on? Um, yeah, so... you can't say that every time. Yeah, I can actually. Um, well, no, it so turns out. <laughs> as it turns out. No, so we finished up uh, uh, Bug Eater, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit later. And I decided that uh, after Bug Eater, I think I've proven to myself that the German army in all its iterations is perfectly fine and competitive. So I'm going to put them on a shelf and move on to a new project, which is going to be a U.S. Army Woo. set. So I had two boxes of the new new infantry laying around, so I put together 60 of them. Damn, dude. And then I broke out this rapid deployment (laughs) fast paint system U.S. Army kit I wanted Adepticon by being the fastest guy there. Um, And painted up a squad of... seconds uh, matters. That's right. That's right. Painted up a squad of guys, one squad of guys with it, because I wanted to try it out, because I was a little dubious once I opened it up. And... It's not my favorite thing in the world. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's too bad. I mean, it's great because it's got a bunch of colors in it, right? But, like, here's the deal. Like, you look at the back, and it kind of tells you which color in the box to use and which thing. And then it's like, you know, in addition to what's in this kit, you also need all these other colors to finish the model. Oh. It's like, and you're like, oh, okay, well, that sucks, but whatever. I mean, I, I've got them laying around. And then I had read the back as a, as a strong tone for, like, you know, quick shading. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a can for dipping. And yeah. I hate dipping models. Not the least of which because I dipped this squad of eight um, 36 hours ago, and they're still tacky. Did um did did they give you the dip with the kit? Yeah, 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 yeah. It comes in the kit. There's a little can of dip about, oh. God, I don't know, like four ounces of dip in a little tiny can. How did you apply the dip? <laughs> I literally followed the directions on the back because that's what I was trying to do, where it says... Hold the base with a pliers and dip them in, and then oh, shake it off. No, don't do I that. Fo- I oh. followed the instructions on the box because that's what the testing of the box is supposed to be about. Yeah, right. for future reference, sure. don't do that. No, don't do did that. Did you did you shake the ever living hell out of them again? Sure did. Okay, like in a cardboard box or something. I shook the shit out of them. Well, at least for sixty seconds, so my arm got tired. And um, <laughs> no, so I wanted to I wanted to follow the instructions on the back of the box exactly to see how it would be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I don't think that's a very good yeah. way to go about oh. doing it. Plus, a couple of the paints, man, I've never seen any U.S. infantry in this particular color combination of paints they gave you. And then, like, the back says, use this British battle dress for the pants, but the uh, diagram picture has some crazy-ass shade of green for the pants. So it's, like, super confusing about how you're actually supposed to do any of this. Mm. So, mm. I don't know. It's a good way to get, like, a bunch of extra paints, but I'm a little unconvinced if it's a good uh, kit. Although it did come with one bottle of anti-shine matte varnish, which is cool because that's kind of hard to find. So Okay. Hooray! But anyway, I've got, uh, what, 52 bros I will be painting in a different fashion than these guys. <laughs> you can so. try the contrast paints with us. I might. I've got so many freaking paint. I, honest to God, I've I love doing just my airbrush, right? Like, yeah. I've got a ton of airbrush paints. I've got a great. I did all my DAC with my airbrush. I think I'm going to do all these U.S. infantry with my airbrush and just be done with it. Okay, no, that's a good idea. I, I mean, you got to stick with what you know. You know, I, so. I'm not going to lie. I have seen results of contrast paints through airbrushes. It looks pretty good. 
Oh, I didn't even know you. I didn't even know you'd try that. Yeah. Someone has, yeah. It, now, to be fair, it was like color over metallic, but it looked it looked amazing. Actually, it was like uh, I don't know what it was. It was some uh, space marine, but it looked huh. good. Well, you know, I've got you know, I'm going to probably paint these sixty bros. I've still got at least ninety other bros hanging around in my shop here that I need to get painted. So I've I've got plenty of material coming up. So. <laughs> This is a good time to pause and tell us their sponsor is Games Workshop, right? Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Well, only, if they, well, only if they actually send us a set of these contrast paints be, to try um, Well, they are. You know, I haven't Pat contacted one, them. Or, Maybe I'll give it yeah, a try. No, I'm not Pat. Uh, they're sending Dale one, but he paid for it. So. Yeah, right. This doesn't work as well when you pay for all the shit. Free with purchase. Right. <laughs> Free with purchase of that, yeah. Yes. No, they, they've sent out all their contrast paints to the people that oh are, my God. To know what they're talking about. So. Yeah, they would not send us paints. We're not yeah, just cool. Google it or go onto YouTube and yeah, yeah. So. They're they're the new they're the new hot whatever the hell the new hotness. Yeah. I've yeah. got so many paints. I don't need more paints. Right, it's the problem I have too. But I'm still gonna buy some. I'm sure. Yep. Anyway, I think it'll let me finish my Soviet army in a half the time that it would take me otherwise. So, and that alone would be worth it. Right. Yep. It's going to make you happier. And that's why I was kind of waiting for him, too, is because i got 80 freaking bros to paint. Right. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I kind of want to be able to make these fast, but I don't want them like, to look like poo. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're, they will be good for vehicles. Um, no. So you'll still need, you know, you'll still need your, you know, the, the plan for those. But yep, for infantry, yep. if, you, if you love infantry and you have a lot to go through, um, they, they may be an option. So we'll have to let... I have to let the listeners know how that works out. So I, yep. I am slightly afraid because, like, what, like seven out of ten guys in each unit have gray coats on, so they're all like big, flat, fabricy pieces, and I don't know that that's what contrast paint is good for. And but I think I think that's why uh, the zenithal kind Might. of is is going to really lend itself to the fabric. So at least yeah. that's my plan. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it does. Um, do you have anything else, Jeff? Because you've already like just said you worked on everything. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, I got a new duck. Uh, Dukw. I picked one up off. Of, I picked the third one up off from Ian, so I could have some transports for my Americans. <laughs> Louis. Because finally got that's Louis. how I roll. No I got bu- Louis. No buffalo. I got Not three yet. buffaloes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no buffaloes. Okay. No, I like the duck too much. The duck is pretty good, but can you get four mm LMGs on it? MMGs on it? No. Why would you want to? For Daka Daka, yeah, but then it just gets shot a shot. Fair. Well, is a duck is a duck a seven or is it a six? A six, so it's a cheaper seven. investment. Yeah, it's definitely a cheap. Oh, sure. Cheap. The buffalo is a seven. I was gonna say for the price of that buffalo, I think I can get all three of my ducks. So, yeah, probably true. All right. Well, that's what it is. It, I, they're different different strokes for different folks. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right, Pat. What are you working on? Uh, actually, I took the last two weeks off, which is very nice. Having just gotten wrong? Are you okay? Health wise, uh, I am. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, doing well. Um, I did get my 3D printer put together. Getting that ready to fire up tomorrow and do stuff. And now I got to find something to print, which should take maybe 20 minutes or so. But primarily going through, I'm going through uh, Snafu Train and seeing what has to be fixed. See what needs to be touched up, what I have to do with that before I work on my new table for Snafu this year. Sweet. So, okay. I haven't, that that was me not doing anything. 
for the last couple of weeks. And you, and you put yourself last. You should have put yourself first. I don't know. Why? Whatever. I don't just because we wouldn't lead out on a flat note. I don't know. I got no, my three D printer put together. That is that is something that's, actually. That's a that's, that's very a huge, exciting. Yeah, it's your second one, right? What happened? Your, did you just throw your first one in the garbage? I haven't yet. I'm just I scowl at it every time I walk by it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's probably headed that way, or you know, maybe I'll put it on you know Craigslist as slightly used or something. I don't know. Hmm. So, uh, I did actually recently get a, bo- a starter set of Waffen SS army, and I'm was thinking what I could put together for that, and if I wanted to. Or if I just wanted to list that one and do something else, I, I think I think uh, after this last tournament, I would like to get I'd like to get back on board with my British. So I might be doing mm. some new British models. Okay. I hear the Miori are pretty damn good. They're bad. Uh, yes, yes they are. Definitely not bad. So I might be doing something uh, Indian themed around that India, okay. Indian. They're they're in one of the books. Uh, yeah. So. That's what I'm looking at right now. We'll see what happens in the rest of the month here. But first things first, mm. let's make sure I got uh, enough tables ready to go and that they're in good repair for Apparition Snafu because we're bringing out a table that hasn't been since the inaugural event. The Pegasus Bridge will be making a grand return, so that's going to probably require a little touch-up to it. Yeah, probably, unfortunately. And then oh. and then one other, one other board, which will be kind of themed around uh, Hell's Highway. It's going to be really cool. Okay. That's Wait, that's one. a new board, or that's a new board, board that I'm just okay. that's just just uh, getting kicked around in my noggin. Okay, that's fun. Okay, I'd like it to be fun. It's usually, I'm fun. excited to see it. Most of the stuff we do, is I like fun. making tables. I have so much fun putting tables together. You guys seriously do. I I I'm with Dale. Like the problem I had with like the, I worked on that jungle board forever, and and then just totally hated the outcome. I'm like fuck it. I'm just not gonna. I'm leaving it alone. I mean, you guys are pumping really out like tables to my one. So, well, it's really tough to find a good balance between uh, historical or looks cool and you know has all the elements that you're looking for, and then also is it still can I play a generic game of bolt action on it, yes. or do I have to have a specific scenario for this? You're That's right. the tough balance to always try and find. Sure. Yeah, no, I and that might be where I was getting stuck too. Is like I wanted to make sure I wanted to make sure it was a fun table, but it was anyway. Besides the point is like I was doing a bunch of work, and then it turns out I didn't like how it was looking, so I kind of I kind of gave up, and then it got mm-hmm. all wet, and that was the end of it. So yeah, I, I've got eight like U.S. infantry. I feel so. the same way about so <laughs> they're like covered. <laughs> they're covered in like tree sap right now. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, it's they're going to be a disaster. I'm going to see if I can just strip that off with some alcohol. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think you're gonna have much luck. Probably not. Alcohol's not always the solution. What lies, lies and slander? It is a solution, though. I know. Well, <laughs> you can mix it into a solution, right? Mm. Well, it's you're only getting like three percent alcohol. It's not like yeah. he's getting pure alcohol. Much uh, less fun. Yeah, I had to drink all my alcohol. I'm on a diet now, so. <sighs> so Oof. that explains the Dale we have tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, the know. first week I, I drank all the beer I had in the house, and I didn't lose any weight, but I didn't gain any weight. Hey, there's something. <laughs> and and I achieved my goal of, of drinking all the alcohol, or all of my alcohol in the house. 
Um, my wife has all of her alcohol still. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so don't talk about alcohol. <laughs> I miss I miss a good beer. God, I could really go for a beer right now. <laughs> so you're saying I shouldn't crack this law and porter open I have sitting in front of me? <laughs> no, you do you. You do you. Yeah. You know, he, he, does, he does him well. Dale, I'm going to give you a hack here. Here's here's what you need to do. They make hard seltzer water now. Hmm. So it's like got like next to no calories in it. Oh yeah, I've seen those. those alcohol still has calories in it, and it still has sugar in it, but you're not getting any of the extra stuff because it's basically like carbonated water. Carbonated alcohol. Carbonated alcohol. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. It's water with added alcohol. They're actually really good. Didn't they call and that Ultra? He, well, yeah, it's Coors Light, but um, sure. <laughs> no, they're actually. My, this is my hack for for all you folks that drink too much. They're great for hangovers. Like ah, it's the yeah, little hair of the dog in the morning. And you're like, I, my tummy's a little hurt, my head hurts. You just drink one of those, and you're like, your tummy feels better, and you're obviously and then off to work gonna, you go. Right, every morning I do this. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Episode thirty-five: How to be a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> We, so gonna, I thought we've covered that one in previous episodes. <laughs> well, it, just for me, it sucks because I found a Rattler that I really, really like. And I just signed up for Total Wine and More's rewards program and all this stuff. And and then my wife's like, we should go on a diet. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. We really should. So, Well, just stop eating food. Yeah, well, well, that's part of it. You eat cut, less. Cut but. the calories elsewhere. you got to remember which calories you want to keep. <laughs> right. It's all about, it is all about it's the important like calories. Which ones. Yeah, the ones you want. And to be fair, if you eat less food, you're going to get drunk faster, so you can drink less alcohol, too. There you go. Too. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's, not, it's not about being drunk. I mean, that's no, never, it would take me a long time to, to reach that point. But it's just. Not yeah. if you stop drinking. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But it's like, I'm used to. I'm used to drinking while we're podcasting, and I, we haven't. It has. It's been a while, and I really miss it. So, anyways. Yeah. Well. Well, I'll have one for you, Dale. There you well, go. Thank you. Sounds I've good. already had like four today, so you're you're in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a I made a brisket on the grill for Father's Day. We were celebrating Father's Day a day Ooh, early, so. Nice. Oh yeah, happy Father's Day, guys. Yeah. 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 And to everyone else that right have that applies. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Dad Day for everyone. Hey, right. and in case you got that surprise uh, dad card in the mail today, well, the, <laughs> and to you as well. The you know the like 170 we sent out, just right. the people's heads. <laughs> 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 oh no, we didn't. We we did put that joking out. line at the end of it, did, didn't we? Or did we take yeah. that part yeah. off? No, no, we left that off. No, it's like tiny little letters yeah. in the back of the corner that just the, says JK. That says like the Snafu podcast right at the very yeah. end, like yeah. in like point two font. Right, exactly. Um, all right, let's 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 jump topics then, since we're we, we're tangenting like every, like every other episode. We got tangenting. some good hobby this time though. That's we good. did, we did. Mm-hmm. No, well, and I'm I'm super excited to. I, well, I was super excited to see that you're working on your board, Dale, and I'm sad that you're stalled out again. I I totally understand. Uh, no, at, so. I'll, I'll keep going through. It's just going to take me three weeks. When I was yeah. hoping it wouldn't. So you were you were excited and you were pounding through it. And now you're not nearly as excited. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's I was just hoping down. to be done with this building and then start working on the other more cool, fun things. But anyway, sure. we'll, we'll get there. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do some rules updates too because uh, some of us, some of us, not, uh, not me, Pat, 
Pat and Jeff went to a tournament with some other folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to cover some rules. So I don't limbering mid game is the rule that's on here on the agenda, Pat. I'm guessing that means so like this hooking artillery stretch, hooking our artillery back up to a toe, making sure you're yeah stretched out your muscles and stuff. Yeah, you're limber. Yeah. Yes, you want to be limber. So this like in what three tournaments now? This is the first time I had to take my book out. I'm like, whoa, really? So my first opponent, we'll talk more about this later. Basically, he had a whole bunch of artillery and a whole bunch of toes, and he wanted to move them around the board because he had to redeploy because I didn't fall for his trap. And so he wanted to know <laughs> how to do that. And I'm like, well, I know it's as awful as trying to get back on a transport, which is like insanely don't bother trying it. He's like, well, no, look, look it up so I can find out. I'm like, I have to open my book up. Come on, man. <laughs> Trust me, it sucks really bad. You're not going to do well with it. It's That's like, really oh, interesting. All right. We should have a new thing where we try to stump Pat with rules because I don't recall Pat having to open up <laughs> rules very often. That's usually I don't. Th- you usually don't. Okay. I like, I like this Well, game. you know, the yeah. thing – thanks. Well, the thing is if you present them in a, a nice, calm, and direct manner, whether you're right or wrong, people believe you. So, I find that to be false, just so you know. Oh, okay. Well, that's because you've, you've got some uh, more experience in sensing bullshit than most of the people do. <laughs> anyway, you do have a good bullshit detector. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think that's an occupational hazard for him. It probably, is. yeah, probably. <laughs> Swear so, to first DUI. <laughs> okay. Here, here's how this works. If you need to put your artillery piece back up to a toe, it's the exact same as as getting back on a transport. So that uh, vehicle you're connecting it to can't have an order dice that says advance or run the entire round. So if it has no order dice while you're hooking up to it. You later that round cannot give it an advance or run order. Oh, okay. All right. So the, if the you have a vehicle stuck, the, the vehicle, the, the, the toe vehicle. is stuck. Okay. Okay. The vehicle. Okay. So the artillery piece gets an advance or run order to get there. And of course, with the artillery, you can only run them six inches. And if it's uh, heavy artillery, you have to have that uh, toe basically right on top of it because they have a run of like zero. So it has to be touching. Right. So, and then the, you know, the, for that round, it cannot move. So it pulls its order dice later. It has to, you have to give it like a rally or ambush order or something. It can't move. Because you can't give a vehicle down order. You can, however, if you had a vehicle that moved and then later had something force it, say it like got crew stunned or something to where the die gets changed to a down, now you can actually limber up or get on that transport. Even. Interesting little Oh, tidbit. interesting. As it, long as it, the vehicle doesn't have an advance or run order, meaning it didn't move, and then cannot receive one after it's already connected up. So it has to wait um, a whole round before it can move, and then you can delimber. Interesting. Yeah, so that's how it not works. much way to game that, but not intentionally anyway, but if it just so happens, you're like, hey, sweet, that worked. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, Why if you your artillery piece... If your artillery piece is just way out of position to do anything, you might as well. I, I guess, or just concede. Uh, again, I, okay. and, and it works the same way for getting troops on a transport. It is just as awful. Right. It sounds just as awful. You would basically lose a turn for that vehicle and that unit to get on board the transport. So you like lose all of like turn three and can right. do something in turn four. And then you're still basically transporting them, so they have to like still disembark, right? Which I well, guess is the least, end of the world. They can't charge. Well, infantry, which is the important thing. Infantry can still shoot when they get off, but an artillery piece, right? 
basically right. lose turn three and four being moved to another position. So you're going right. to lose a third of your game to reposition that artillery piece. And that's to say that wherever they're towing it to is far enough to make it viable again. Mm-hmm. Right, because the tow is, you know, advancing 12 inches. Right. At and best. that's still get them into position. Right, unless it happens yeah. to be on a road and then it can go up to 24 or something. And then sure. remember that the artillery piece is then positioned at the rear of the tow. It's not, it doesn't deploy like a like a normal infantry unit, right? Right. Anywhere within six mm-hmm. inches of the truck. Correct. Like it, it has yeah. to come. From, it has to come from the rear, where it's unhitched. Yep. Yep. Interesting. So there you go. Okay. That's the latest rule I had to look up. Interesting. Not mm. it happens. Not I the guess. most exciting rule, I guess, but it's still a rule. Well, well, my opponent was playing. Like, like I said, he was, he was doing an anti-tank reinforced platoon, so he had tank guns and transports. All over the place. Interesting. So. Was he like? Yeah. Was he expecting you to play triple core? Uh, I didn't maybe. play triple core. Or, maybe I, he was no. Hoping. I know. I know. He was hoping for a bunch of tank platoons. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. He was. Okay. Didn't fall for that trap. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Many other people did. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> yeah, Many other people did. That's right. Yeah, that's Jesus. Funny. So that was uh, that was the one. That was the one major thing that I ran into during the course of the tournament. Did you run into yeah. Jeff? Yeah, so I've, I've got two. One one I'll tell about, and then one we're going to try to stump Pat and see if he figures Ooh, out what's wrong. Right. I like it. It's not really going to stump him. Actually, I'll go, with, I'll go with two. The first one is just a public service announcement to all you players out there that Japanese troops always pass their tank shock tests. So yep. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes players, even like myself, forget that. But, yeah. That's part of the pass. bonsai rule. That's part of the bonsai rule. Right, because they, they severely needed to be even better than they were. <laughs> uh, totally. Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. What? Yeah. Yes, yes and no. And what? No. So it's not. It's not necessarily part of the bonsai rules. Part of their other. It's death. So the bonsai says that you can. Yes, it's death before dishonor. Where you're actually the fanatic part, uh, which yep. allows you to automatically pass an order test. The bonsai is it has to be a direct charge to the closest unit. Visible. Direct. Direct. Visible. Closest yeah. visible unit. And, right. and direct is also the key. You can't do the, well, you know, it's over rough ground, so I'm not going to make it, so I'll just go around the rough ground. Well, that's not direct. It has to be direct. If you do right. anything but direct, it has right. to be an order test. You can yes. definitely bait bait a Japanese wow. army a little bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, if you can get them, if you, you can, if you uh, can get tables that have enough line of sight to do that, you absolutely can. Yeah. Sometimes cool. you can't. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a good public service announcement. Yeah. So just just remember, so you don't look like an idiot trying to tank shock a big ass squad of Japanese guys like I did. Oh shoot! Yeah, that's not. Yeah, it's not so good. Well, it was either that or shoot them at point blank, and there were twelve of them, so I wasn't going to kill them anyway. So fair. Okay. You know, and they weren't going to fail them or I'll check even if I did kill half of them. So. <laughs> and that's the fanatic rule. So. Yeah, that is yeah. the fanatic rule. Yeah. Yep. Okay. They. There was nothing happening there. Okay. So anyway. Um, so this is this is why I, I disagree, Pat, slightly, because uh, I had a fella roll up and uh, open up a Twin Vickers on my Nebelwerfer team. And uh, I said, oh, well, pull me a dice out of the bag. I'm going to go down. And the fella looked right at me and said, artillery units can't go down. And I said, bullshit. <laughs> I didn't handle it very calmly. I said, bullshit. And he says, they can't go down. I said, bullshit. And he goes, no, you can't. It's in the book. I said, please open the book and show me where that is, because if that's true, I've been playing this rule wrong for, like, two years. So, of course, we both had to crack the book open, and if you crack the book open, you'll see right there, it says, uh, yeah, you absolutely can. And I was like, okay, cool, glad we sorted that one. That was quick. So you were right, correct? 
Yes. Okay. All right. I was going to say. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to be mean about it. But, I, but after the because like the bullshit comes out before I I even think about it. Right. That's the initial reaction to when someone tells me something that's clearly wrong. Know, yeah. I was like bullshit. <laughs> and then we looked it up, and I was like, and I was like, no, we need to look this up because. If you're right, I've been playing this wrong for so long, it's not even funny, and I need to know. So let's look it up yeah. and find out. Because yeah. yep. <laughs> there's right. there's always that like 1% chance I'm wrong right? on something I'm positive about. Especially, when you, like, especially yeah. when you squeeze out a bullshit before you even... You know, right, because I was going to feel like a huge <laughs> asshole if I said bullshit, and then it turned out to be wrong. Right, right, yeah. You know, you know, you know because, those artillery pieces with the failed order check, they don't go down, they just get to fire anyway, right? I was kind of right. hoping so. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But so. I, again, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, sometimes we just have got it wrong. So, right, I've been wrong about other things. Like I was, yeah. I certainly was wrong about uh, a one always failing on an armor on an armor penetration roll. I I didn't know that was a thing until Pat proved it to me, and I was like, well, shit, I'm an idiot. But oh, now that, I know that ones do always fail. Yes, they always fail. Yes. Always. Sorry, fail. So, it was being so, sure because I'm like, yeah, the ones always fail, but it always fail. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I always like, fail. Just uh, yeah. like an eleven and twelve always fails on an order test. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. So they learn that the rules one. and they put those words in the book. Yep. Listen to episode yeah, well, thirty four if you want to talk about that one. That's right. But the the artillery thing is interesting because there's other stuff that artillery and team weapons differ greatly in. You know the exceptional damage part, so it makes them seem a little yes. different. And then if yep. you tank shock at artillery, they're just gone. So, yes, right. whereas they a team weapon can way, pass yeah. a test and get out of the way. So, I mean, it's... Right. I, I could see how someone had that misinterpretation, but, yeah, that's... <laughs> All right. Well, they yeah. failed their test. Well, they're going to fire right away. Okay, why is that? Well, because yeah, they can't was... go down. Damn, I, mean, sure. I wish they could have. <laughs> I, was, I was just laughing because I was like... You know, because it's that panic. Because, like, right after you call bullshit, suddenly there's, like, that little bit of panic voice that, like, oh, God, what if you're actually wrong about that? I was like, oh, shit. But no, I was, yeah. that was the right way to play it. So you know, you learn. All right, Pat, I'm going to stump you on one here. Stump you, <laughs> quote unquote. So okay. Pat, let's say I've got a squad of infantry, and behind that squad of infantry, I've got a truck, and I want that truck to get a shot at something, and that truck wants to drive through that squad of infantry. Will they get out of the way for the truck, or do I have to go around that squad of infantry with my truck? Uh, for vehicle, infantry can go through infantry, but vehicles can't go through infantry. Correct. I played that one wrong. Oh, I didn't do okay. it. My opponent did, but I told him he could do it because yes. I. I also misinter. I also misremembered the rule. You're so, being you're being kind. Well, I was partially being kind, and I was partially I I just misremembered the rule. Right. It's. I think the default is if you drive your vehicle through enemy troops, they get out of the they way. They get out of the way. So the assumption, I right. guess, I would have assumed that it worked the way that you were describing, Jeff. Where it's so, like, well, yeah, they'll get out of the way. Right, and logically, it shouldn't be that hard for them to simply sidestep when the truck wants <laughs> through. But that's not how the rules say it's supposed to be. So, right, yep. the guy just lays on the horn, right? Right. I mean, and, yeah. So, so yeah, living learn. They, they allow if it, Yep, they allow infantry to pass through infantry, but they say vehicles can't do it. But the vehicles yep, can right. can move within one inch as long as they don't end within one inch of friendly units. That was also a good rule we learned about. So, yep. So, that, oh, that's nice. I didn't know that either. Well, okay. they. Yeah, units can do that too, though. Well, you can like, move yes. units through other units. Yeah, period. yeah, just can't end no up point. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. uh, if you if you're firing uh, a weapon that can't affect the unit, you can fire within an inch of it. Yes, they, you like, can shoot past the tank with rifle fire. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, yep. How does that work, Pat? Just for my own edification, against open top because I can't hurt it, but I could pin it. 
Uh, you can't do that. Okay. You have right. to be able to not do any effect to it whatsoever. Yeah. Right. And I would assume that would assume uh, I, that also, but and I believe their example uh, referred to actually like armored vehicles, like closed armored vehicles, fully closed. Mm-hmm. Right. But that would mean it'd have to open the book. Oh god, don't do that. Oh man, that sounds like work. That's scary. Yeah, it does. that's really scary. Cool. Well, cool. I'll just move on All to right. the next topic, and I'll. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say no more rules. So now we'll move into a new rule set. Dun dun dun. Uh, so the D Day campaign has officially launched. Yep. I've been kind of following along a little bit, but in the midst of all of that, so they've, it has scenarios for Cruel Seas, Blood Red Sky, Bolt Action, and in the middle of that, they added a firefight rule set. They're unofficial, I guess, but they wrote them themselves, didn't they? It looked like they're Warlord released, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's it's in, it's intriguing because it's obviously small scale uh, Bolt Action. Each dude gets a dice, correct? Yes. And it's a, a squad-based, squad-level game, so it's different. It's skirmish-level game. Yeah, which I think so, is awesome. I um, think it's it, it's great if you're just starting out and you've got, you know, 15 bros. This is, like, perfect for that. Sure, and it, it still teaches you, like, the basic fundamentals of bolt action. Like, your the rifles are still shooting like rifles, correct? Yeah. Like, yep. nothing is changing as far as all of the morale Weapons and all are the same. Stuff. Yeah. The ranges are the same. Okay. Um, the terrain rules are the same. Cover, the dice are the same. Obviously, ambush order. You know, run, advance, those things. So, yeah, yeah, which is which is fantastic for yeah, like you said, for someone that's you got what? How many how many Americans do you have painted, Jeff? Painted? Not that many. Eight. <laughs> when you got eight Americans covered in goo. Yeah, um, you can you can play Firefight Suicide Squad. Kill me, please. <laughs> I Basically. can't breathe. This stuff is covering my body. <laughs> oh god, they're, they're chemical weapons, effectively. <laughs> they just light. <laughs> they just, yeah, they just light it. They just light a lighter and they just start on fire. Yeah, they, they probably, actually probably would right now. They if probably you, would. Yeah, if you if you actually lit them on fire, that would they would light on fire. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some of you guys played a couple – how many times have you guys – I think you've had two nights of Firefight now? Yeah, so we played um, – I was part of a game on on D-Day uh, that mm. evening, and then there was another game that was running um, last Thursday evening as well. So Yep. Sweet. So it looks like it's the it's, – I won't call it the new fad. Like it's just something different to try out and play around with. Yes. Which I think is it, cool. Like, yeah, It's quite fun. Okay. I got to say, I really liked it. Um, so. I'm seeing a, 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 a note for FAQ. I don't know what that means. Do they, they already have a an FAQ for out? Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Alrighty. It's unofficial, and they've already got an FAQ for it. I wouldn't say it's unofficial. I mean, it's it not. It says it right on the cover. Oh, does, does it? it? I guess I don't have my cover open. I've 99% yeah. certain I remember it, it says, says firefight, unofficial bolt axe, bolt action skirmish rules. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I remember right, seeing enough. the unofficial on the cover somewhere. I was like, so I think this is what they put together for the the Facebook campaign that they're doing, and that they're still kind of this is part of the workings of uh, the the another game that uh, I've heard that is going to actually be coming out. That's supposed to be a little more along this variant, but probably more fleshed out. Okay. Or this might be what it ended up being, and it's just like, hey, 
I think they're saying the unofficial so that they're not, you know, planning for this to be introduced in tournament play, meaning that you can play this while someone else is playing bolt action rules on the other side or whatever. I don't right. know. But oh, yeah, sure. Hey, let's play bolt action and right. someone thinks it's firefighting and others think that it's... I, I have 35 okay. dice. Like, what the hell? Well, it's 1,000 <laughs> points, right? <laughs> and that's oh, with man. two tanks. That game would take all friggin' day if you yeah. just, like every guy had a dice. Oh man! You imagine the dice bag? Oh man! You'd have to get a dice bucket. It'd be like a five-gallon yeah. pail. Let's get one of them uh, so this, the this bingo, a... bingo collar wheel things. Just crank it. Let's not give Warlord any ideas because they might actually do this just to sell dice. I'm still waiting for them to change their dice pack to 16 dice instead of 12. Right. Like, oh, I need dice. Thanks for reminding me. They will not be doing so, that anytime anyway, soon. But the firefight is 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 uh they say it suggests around two hundred points. Okay. So you're like twenty ish twenty ish normal bros? Or is it twenty no, experienced you bros? Need, you still need an HQ. Oh, you still need a you lieutenant. You still have to have okay. a lieutenant okay. and you All have right. you have a mandatory uh actually the, the FAQ actually covered the mandatory part, which I thought was kinda of funny. So you need mandatory as a lieutenant and one infantry section. Okay. And then an option is zero two infantry sections, medic, MG, mortar, sniper, flamethrower, anti tank team. But which is funny because you can't have any tanks. Yeah, why would you have an anti tank team? Other than to just like, really kill the hell out of somebody. Yeah, just, yeah, really, just, just put a hole in the crush guy. Crush those veterans fifty cal. You know? Actually yeah. you can bring a can you can so, bring a transport though, can't you? You can bring a yeah. Uh, I think you can. I hope so because in my game um, we had a guy that brought that rode a jeep in. So yeah, so that'd be vehicles a good with a armor seven plus or better cannot include. So transport, so, so transport. jeep can so jeep can a be jeep. on there. Soft skin can be on there. Yeah. Jeep yep. truck. So no armor. So no armored or artillery. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> yeah, really blow a hole in that guy. No observers well, or anything like that. The AT so. gun or the anti-transport gun. No captains yeah, but no, or higher ranks, no artillery, no Neville Warfers. Value. Yeah, no Neville Warfers, because that'd be <laughs> No Neville Warfers. Uh, in the FAQ, they did actually specify that you can your your minimum unit size goes down to two instead of five. That's nice. nice. Yep. Okay, all right. So, uh, And then the other thing they did is they, they added hand grenades to basically everybody has a hand grenade. Oh, how do those work? Uh, uh, so small explosive dice is basically an advance or fire action. The unit may elect to throw a hand grenade instead. Resolve a D2 HE attack against a target within six inches. Okay, then. All right. So everyone just basically uh, got grenades for free. Yes. Wow. That, that's... It is I assumed like that. that all units in firefight have access to hand grenades. Why that's is cool. It, why is it assumed that every unit in bolt action has hand grenades? But they, they're know. pretty prevalent, weren't they? Uh, they've also got smoke grenades as well. Okay. An advanced well, fire I mean, imagine this. So you do an advance grenades. order with, with 10 bros, and you throw 10 D2HE grenades. You know how long that would take? And you would <laughs> you would effectively wipe out whatever is in front of you. I mean, it's just... That's well, only six make. inches. Right, so you'd have, to be, you'd have to be up close and personal. Yeah, but you would do that every single time. Well, it, yeah, but think about when a unit comes up and is within six inches of you anyway. That's pretty devastating. It just becomes it a grenade fight. No, it just becomes a grenade fight then. I agree with Dale. Uh, it's more about how you keep them away from you at that point, though. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's a great big hide-and-seek hide and seek game with grenades. I mean, come on. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Let's play that game. <laughs> well, how, how about, how about what... smoke grenades? They got yeah. those, too. So advance your fire order. Put, place a three-inch smoke cloud anywhere within six inches. 
couch and like soft that. cover and dense terrain. Well, I mean that that could. I mean that actually. I mean it's it, that if real smoke worked that way, that'd be freaking great. Right, depending right. upon because you're breaking up lines of fire yeah. and you know you need to get over to the other side of the building. I mean, I got, that's kind of cool. I like that. That's so. it's definitely better than a, what a mortar shooting a smoke round. Anything shooting Any, a smoke yeah. round, yeah. Jesus. Anything so. shooting a smoke round. Smoke the only thing, garbage. yeah, the only thing I wish that the and it's just unofficial rules and they're really short, but I always enjoyed um, in Jeff's campaign how. You know, he would reward with a cool little bonus rule if, you know, something happened and you wrote up your story or something like that. And these yep. firefight rules, because you can name your guys, like the guy that's throwing the smoke grenades, that's Smokey, you know, or, <laughs> you know, Bazooka Joe and all all these guys. And then if there's these little rules or little ways that from mission to mission, that becomes like, you know, easy company. I mean, that's like... Yeah. These are these guys, so the, I, I think uh, that's really cool about it. Yeah, no, I, that would that maybe is the next version of this. Never know. I don't know. Maybe like the standalone well, game. Maybe yeah, you know this is the unofficial. So right. uh, they also did address right. table sizes. Oh, which good. you should use. So for two hundred point games, they say three by three. Okay. Uh, anything smaller, two by two. And how much terrain? They basically said as much as you freaking can. That, yeah. that, so it's so it's essentially more time for bolt action. Yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah, minus the campaign setting right now, but that doesn't mean that can't be added or created. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's really cool, so, especially when it's three by three, because you can do a hell of a city board that size. Yeah. 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 That's three by three. Sounds like you know if you're talking you know 200 points, so you're talking eight to 15 models, give right. or take. Yep. 8-15 order dice. Now, the other thing, too, with the team weapons, like your uh, LMG t- uh, your MMG team, because you're really going to want to put them on the table now. Um, so you get three order dice for that team. Oh, and geez. when you fire that, uh, you can either have... So you have the guy who's always firing it, and that order dice he would fire. Unless you take out one of the other two assistants, he's firing at a minus one as if he's firing by himself. But when he's firing, oh, then you take out that. the other... That's what we did. You take out the team dice. Well, it's it's actually in the rules. So, so an MMG team has three order dice, and if you go to fire it, uh, and you don't pull out an ex- at least an additional one, he's at a min- additional minus one to hit. Right. So, but what so do at the, the time guys fire, do you take if they it out. don't? Like, well, they have the rifles. This is shoot a rifle. They have, yeah. Yep, they have rifles. In a game where you got eight or ten rifles, yeah, that rifles or pistols, rifles or hand grenades now. It, and and this yeah and this is a stray from the actual bolt action game because artillery crew aren't assumed to be included in having weapons of any sort apparently. Mm-hmm. I'd still carry a gun around with me if I were having to haul ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a gun, sir? Right, just in case. Any gun know. at all? Yeah. Well, then he looks at and he says, "By the time you need a gun, there'll be plenty of them lying around." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to play that hypothetical, but okay. Uh, so it looks like a cool rule set. I don't know if we've done any of the D-Day stuff yet, but if you're not familiar with it, go check out the Facebook. There's like a whole bunch of stuff going on. Seems Facebook like, and, a, and a website. So. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's super cool. It seems like North America in general is outpacing everyone else as far as games are going, which I think is, is cool, and it's, it obviously shows that the hobby's thriving in North America. Yeah, so I think so. I, I think mean, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't remember games. where I saw it, but I saw something. I think I saw I World War Post something. 
Well, just in general, that they said that most of the game, more of the games are being reported through North America, which I thought was kind of interesting. Hmm, okay. Figured to be a fair number of European players, but apparently not. Or so the only thing I'll say, the only thing I'll say about the firefight is, it feels like um, tank wars for infantry. If that makes sense, there's the one unthrilling thing about tank wars is the rolling one dice. Oh, yeah. Per order dice. So that's what you're doing, too. The guy fires his rifle. He rolls his dice. Okay. And it... It's hard to kill people. Well, that's why you have to assault, you know? That's really where it's done. Yep, and that's that's kind of what happens. Can you snap it? Oh, yes, you can. Yes. So Um, your lieutenant can snap to anybody that's any one within 12 inches of them. Yep. So you can snap all of them? If everyone's in the 12 inches, yes. Right. Yep. So you could, he could like issue a huge assault if he wanted to. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, it's kind of, that is kind of cool, actually. That's That makes for very very interesting strategic choices there. Okay. Cool. And then there's uh, and the, the unique, because it's a skirmish rule set, they have a break. There's a break point. So there's a okay. breaking yep. rule. Yep. Yep. So they've included that as well, which is which and losing is good. your so, NCO and lieutenants in that breaking makes your likelihood of breaking higher, right? As it should. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Okay. Um, anyone else have anything more to say about firefight? No, great rule set. Nice. No, it's a lot of it, fun. Clean. It looks like fun. Yep. Yeah, I haven't gotten like to play it yet myself, so it does look like fun. Hmm. Our last game in particular was and, very fun. Okay, because it also looks dumb at the exact same time. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> like you I just, said, you're just it, jealous because I, was... I I rescued Gandalf off the downed duck, and my chaplain killed like seven people when she was assaulted. So you know, <laughs> with the with the hand grenades, just chucking hand grenades. No, with with her Bible, obviously. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She, that's, that's right. She doesn't have any weapons. She, that's right. She converted all of them. Yep. <laughs> well, it just it seemed like there was a lot of like I said, single dice rolling, and especially the first turns were like, okay, need sevens, I get to roll a dice, like, okay, that, yeah. It's all about positioning, man. It's all about positioning. Yeah, it's all the movement. Yep. and closing at the right time. So, yep, sure. I, I, you know, I'll give it, it a shot. Be, it must be getting late because uh, a lot of that stuff sounded very dirty to me. <laughs> it is getting late on a Saturday. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna take a short break come back and talk about a couple tournament things right yep yep okay hope you like the music be right back
right, welcome back. Uh, Pat, you already picked the music, right? Hope you uh, liked it I anyway. Glenn Miller. Who doesn't like Glenn Miller? Glenn Miller again. Glenn Miller. Ooh. All right, well, yeah. I, they've already listened to it, so they know what it is. Maybe, maybe they know what it is. I still really need to set up that Spotify thing. So, I first one, that we remember the songs that we've used, and two, that people can listen to whatever they want to listen to, like if they want to listen to it. I know we've had requests for it before, so... Uh, that's a thing yeah actually it was like people were like can you just like tell me all the songs you guys have played and i'm like no uh, no <laughs> no we cannot that would require documentation now however if one of our listeners was so inclined to go back and actually help us with this that would be fantastic i don't think anyone well, would that do would it, be awesome it would be great if someone went back and actually listened to all of the songs and told us what they were because quite honestly i only had like half of them on my computer at this point we might even send someone who does that some dice yeah right yeah that that would actually be send like a a dozen dice if someone does that yeah the uh, the first one the first first one one. yeah yeah, not everyone well (laughs) we have to be careful because if we right if we release them all if we release them all as an episode that will probably be our most downloaded episode ever no, we just won't do all of the music. No, no, no. We won't do all the music in an episode. We'll just put it on Spotify. We'll have a snafu. It's not a snafu playlist. Come on, Spotify. Come on, man. You got to You got a merchandise here. We're gonna stick it in with our Christmas special. So it's like you got to download. Well, to get we'll it. just we'll play it on a loop at Operation Snafu. Right. Oh It'll, God. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. It'll, we'll actually just do welcome, and then we'll play a song too, and then a song, and then like just keep going through all of the words. Like, no, that sounds awful, guys. We're not going to do that. We're not going to put a bunch of songs in. We'll put, yeah, we are. Okay, we are. Look for look for the... Make look, sure you put the Australian one in twice, though. Yeah. Two different versions. Waltz and Matilda. Yeah. Oh, I think we have put that one in. Oh, now, now we go find the John Hyatt version of that. Or the... John Hyatt? Tom Waits version of that. Tom Waits version of that. He has a song called Waltz and Matilda now. My wife hates it. Just FYI. Okay. It's funnier now. Well, did, if you ever listen to Tom Waits... He's he's got the no. most gravelly voice, and he's just like sounds like he's drunk all the time, which is great. I love him, but my wife hates him, for, and, uh, and it's great because he's singing about Walter Matilda, which I think is humorous. Um, anyway, uh, so we this snuck up on me. I don't know if it snuck up on anyone else. Kind of like all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the way, Renegade Open tickets are going on sale next week, and I was like, oh shit, okay, yeah, um, whoops, we have not been hyping this nearly enough. To, to get this ready to go here, um, so Renegade Open tickets are on for are, are for sale now. Initiate hype machine. Yes, they are. Initiate. Go buy them right now. Right. Like yeah, pause yeah. the podcast. Go get your ticket and then listen right. to the rest of this. Wait, and whatever you're doing. Wait. Whatever I'm, you're doing. I'm curious. Why can't they do both? They can listen because, and do because it. their computer might crash. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll walk you through the steps. You go to the RenegadeOpen.com, right? The Renegade Open? Yes. I think there's a GT on there somewhere. Or... There, I think if you no. Google Renegade Open, you're going to do okay. Yeah, okay. Renegade Open, one word, dot com, forward slash registration should take you right to it. It is RenegadeOpen.com. Okay. Uh, all one word with dot com at the end. Uh, apparently, the hotel block is open now. Uh, yep. It's $99 a night. Up to four dudes in a room. Whoever would want to do that, I don't know. But uh, they have actually corrected that originally the pricing was adding five dollars for each extra guy, and now it doesn't yeah. do that anymore because they get the correct count. 
To be I fair, guess. why would you tell them how many people are sleeping in your room? <laughs> like, I one person uh, will be sleeping I, in this room. Thanks. I think it's your own business, right? <laughs> to, I mean, they're they're like a hundred bucks a night. I mean, that's pretty right. reasonable, right? Even if you added a hundred, if there were one hundred and ten a night, so whatever, it's not the end of the world. And their but. their registration or their money taker is a little different than it was last year. It's not required. I think mm-hmm. last year was like PayPal or something like that. Now it's actually the, the Square. Is that the one that all the the retailers use for the most part? Is it Square? I, I think you, that's I'm not actually. I think it attention. is Square. Okay, I'm ninety percent certain that it's Square. It okay. is Square. Yep, yep, yep. So it's a yep. web cart. It's actually so. an e-commerce site. You buy it like it's a product. Um, and yep. it's run through Square, so it's it is a separate page. I just I just clicked on it. You can go look through there and find it, guys. It's not. Uh, um, go ahead. I'm having trouble um, finding the main event here. Our main event. So under the registration events, there's registration for there events Friday, go. and registration for events Saturday, events Sunday. So if you go to the events Saturday one, you'll find these, uh, and you go to Found the bolt action. You'll find Operation Snafu, which will register you for Saturday and Sunday, and you will also still have to pick up a badge in addition to registering for the event. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can get the three-day for $35 or individual days for $15. So if right. you're only going Saturday and Sunday, you can save yourself 5 bucks by buying one for Saturday and Sunday, I guess. Okay. Or if you're doing all three, you get the you get a $10 discount, I guess. Instead of paying 45 you'll pay 35 Sure. Cool. So, and okay. that covers for you to get in the event. And yes, you do have to buy a badge, even if you're only doing, like, say, just the Recon Rumble. You still have to buy at least a one-day badge on top of the Recon Rumble entrance. Sorry, folks. So, uh, and I, I've actually seen some of the registration come through, and the TO sends me a list, and he also flags the people who have signed up for the event but haven't got a badge yet, and it's like, hey. He's, he can't be in until he gets a badge. I'm like, that's fine. You know, they'll send him an email, and then they'll ask a, me to send him an email. A badge or a badge? A badge. badge. Okay, just making sure I heard that wrong. Okay. <laughs> Late night with Rick must be really interesting. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Jesus. Only well, four it's... kids, huh, Rick? <laughs> you can tell what I got on my mind all the time. Evidently. Uh, just when you see my brood walk through. Yes. <laughs> just like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> him and his wife are bored. So, and they do have a conduct policy. Yeah. So, well, it's all the whatever. stuff. Is, none of that stuff is new, though. Like that. that right. That's every every giant convention has these things. Don't be an asshole. It's just pretty. Right. right. Don't be a giant d bag, and you'll be okay. Yeah. Right. Paint your crap. Yep. Yeah. That is a requirement. Painting is a requirement. I mean, not that our tournament wouldn't require it anyway. Because. Right. Well, because we, we do. We, we don't. Cool, bro. We don't specifically publish uh, that you have to be painted. We, 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 just, we default to the the convention right. conduct policy. Yeah, yeah, we don't that. have to because the convention doesn't. But I would, yeah. I would strongly, yeah. I would if we if we had to make our own policy, I would strongly encourage that direction. But yes, paint your stuff. We, we never had to do it. So, and if not, we'll just put bars of soap and pillowcases and beat the shit out of you. That's fine too, right? Code red. Yeah. No, we're not yeah. going to beat anyone up. Anyway, uh, and uh, they do also have a direct link for the Snafu, the Facebook Snafu podcast. If you have any questions about it, you know, send go to there, ask us a question. One of us will. We're pretty good about replying to questions that pop up within you mm-hmm. know within a day, within reason. We're it, yeah, we're there. Facebook does yell at me to respond faster, and I'm yeah. like, dude, come on, man! Like, it, we're, it, it's it's like gauges our response times or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, it I'm does like, actually really? do that. Yeah, it's really Come weird. On. Well, they're just used to like all of these millennials that do nothing but sit on Facebook, and we're like, you guys, we still have lives and we have work and. So, so if you, we do all of a sudden just kind of like you, you ask a question, we answer it, and you give us a okay, thanks. We'll like probably send you back a thumbs up or something just so it shows reply to your question, <laughs> even though it's not a right. question. That, that's the my, uh, yeah. Sorry, did not to tangent too hard on this, but that is my biggest beef with Facebook is because it's <laughs> like on. we always have to get the last word, unfortunately, yeah. because if not, we yeah. look like we didn't respond. And like, so don't thumbs up our thumbs up. That's <laughs> what we're saying. We're going to start doing weird emojis back at you if we have to to keep you from. Yeah, let us have the last word. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not because we want to always have the last word. It's because Facebook makes us have the last word. We get, which I think we is get, silly. yeah, we get yelled at otherwise. But who cares? It's it's a social media platform that I really don't care too much about. Other than that, we have. I'm not worried about my Facebook grade. Right. Well, it's. It, it, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. Yep. It really doesn't matter. Um, it's it, it, What's nice is it's the most convenient way for people to actually communicate with us. And, though, so. yes. and it is great for that. It is great for people to message us and get all four of us. Like we can, we all have access to it, so we can all see it if we so chose. You know, mm-hmm. when somebody comes up and sees something or, you know, one of us sees something, we can text everyone and be like, hey, dude, go on there because they're asking Jeff a question or whatever. It is fantastic for that. Um, yep. Yep. Back to Renegade Open. It's at the same place it was last year, which is Crown Plaza, right? Yep. Uh, Plymouth? Is it Plymouth? Yes. Yep, it is so in Plymouth. So it's north of, north of the Twin Cities. Um, it's it's a nice hotel. It's bizarre, but it's nice. Like, it's a decent location. they got a lot of space. Uh, they have a hell of a brunch, as we've learned. Breakfast Although, is good. Yeah, we've had some. Yeah, never mind. Like, I, I, I won't recommend the food. I recommend going elsewhere for dinner. You yeah, might want to avoid the prime rib buffet. Question. No matter how they pimp out their prime rib, which is basically roast yeah. beef. Yeah. It was roast beef. <laughs> the, it was, yeah, the Friday night uh, pasta bar is is pretty good. But okay. the prime rib, I think I've I've been there a number of times, and it's only been prime rib, like properly. Quote, unquote. Like twice. Oh, so, oh really? Okay. Oh. Yeah. So. Well. I mean, obviously, for the sake of, like, they have to feed a fair number of people, they're doing it as decent a job as I would have expected them to. But yeah. they did really hype that up, and then it was kind of a letdown, not going to lie. Um, kind of. Yeah. Like, they didn't even have, they didn't have any fucking potatoes. Is right. what the problem was? Is like, they were like, oh, we don't actually have potatoes. Well, and um, I, I, I did, I did have them order fries, and they didn't charge me for them. Right. Because, you know, but, like, hey, you know, it's like meat and potatoes. Hello, you're in, you're in Minnesota. It's like Scandinavian land. Come on, yeah, meat and potatoes right. are a thing. You normally, yeah. yeah, you normally get mashed potatoes with your prime rib, bro. Some right. Yeah. Are we? Um, are we going to be in the same room? We are in the same room okay. as of now. And nothing's changed. Yep. So Good. we have we have upped our capacity to thirty six. Nice. So, and that will that will fill the room solid, which means our our scoring table will be just outside in that nice little cushy area over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can still at least have our prize table inside. That's and Which that's we're working on. Kind of nice, yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. the recon rumble format has changed slightly. Okay. Uh, we've we've opened them up to two hour games, and the slight change, and I'll start putting this stuff up on Facebook once I get it finished up, is uh, so it's the same thing. So there's no tanks, there's no artillery, there's no captain majors, that kind of stuff. Uh, the requirement for having uh, the wording is changed is that everybody may. Have a ride, like the for the uh, armored platoon rules. Uh, may you don't have to, but if you do, 
you will receive a bonus point to your overall score. Oh. And should you be signed up for the Recon Rumble and Operation Snafu, if your force from Recon Rumble is comprised of units from your Operation Snafu 1250 list, you will get another bonus point to your overall score. Which overall score? So you you, uh, the Recon Rumble score? The Recon Rumble. The Recon Rumble score. Okay, okay, all right. So not, we're kind. Sure we're kind of. I'm kind of to want people to not necessarily jump factions between the two because we want the Recon Rumble to have a small implication on the start of Operation Snafu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, Dave. So thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we we did have a an, an allied winner in Recon Rumble who then played Axis the following day. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, oh God, what have I done? What have I done? But then he won both of them, so I guess he was just yeah. fine with that. He he didn't care. Yeah, it didn't matter. He's a he's a good player, so he yeah. he played he literally played for both teams that weekend. Yeah. Is that a euphemism? I, I figured it was late enough for you, Rick, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Giggity. All so right. and the Recon Rumble, I do have oddly enough I have scenario two written, but I haven't finished scenario one. They will be different from last year. There will be no repeat scenarios for Recon Rumble this year. Three new scenarios. Cool. I'm really Very shocked cool. that you started with two, though. That doesn't uh, seem like a pat move. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna lie. So it's. I always. I always think of the round two out of three games as you know the ta- the, the kind of make or break sort of thing. Because you can falter in your first game, and if you, you can you can catch up in the second two. So it worked. It worked because I found one I really liked, and just wanted that. It, it felt like it was a second scenario and not an opening scenario. Perfect. That's how it ended okay. up there. Sweet. So that's the Recon Rumble, and then we're doing Operation Snafu on Saturday, Sunday again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Recon How Rumble is currently capped at 24. Rumble? Sorry. Recon Rumble is three games. Okay. Three two-hour games. And that's Friday during the day. So I've already had people say, yeah, I'm going to play in your Friday night event. I said, well, cool, that's open gaming. Come on down any time. <laughs> right. So. Right. Uh, by the way, open gaming both Friday night and Saturday night doesn't require a ticket for anything. Just come in and play. You confirm that. Yeah, we'll it have. It may require we'll a badge, but it yes. doesn't require you to actually be participating. Oh, sure, sure. In, in any of the bolt action events. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I was, sorry, I was mis- it was uh, misunderstanding that. I thought you were talking about didn't even have to have a badge. Yeah. Like, so if you're pretty wanna, sure, if you want to do anything, you need a badge. If so. you want to throw down a 40k game on the sweetest tables that are going to be there, then I guess we're okay with that. <laughs> right, right. I guess we're okay with that. I don't know. Would 40k work in the Batman room? I don't know. So. <laughs> God, their stuff was pretty good, man. There, no, there was some pretty cool. Oh, their stuff table. was yeah, stuff was awesome. If you like neon, go for it. Yeah. No. Yeah, I like it. Seems seems to work with 40k. Yeah, like especially with all the contrast paint armies that'll be out there. The infinity table would be very, really good as well. So I'd be very yeah, interested to see like a, a 40k army on one of my one of my World War II tables. I think that'd be kind of interesting. It would be like Conflict 47. It would be, except I don't more space. Except marine. 40k, right? Okay. So then we're doing this Operation Snafu thing again. Yes, we uh, are. And mm-hmm. and uh, so last year, Jeff, what would you say was our overall arcing storyline or theme for? Jeff, uh, yeah, I'm here. I, you did, I, did I catch you off guard? <laughs> well, I, I, 
You're like, hey, what was the overall theme? And it was like, uh, it was the it was the secret plans on the submarine. Yeah, right. It was yeah. the submarine. It right. Was the yep. Plans so that, on the submarine. Was the overall was that was that particular thing. And this year, I think we've decided we're going to go with uh, a snafu too far or market garden theme because we'll be come, we'll be right around right about on the 75th anniversary of market garden. Actually, we just passed it. About a, about a month late, but yeah, you know, well, we can't yep. control that so much. Nope. Okay. So yeah, it should be pretty fun. So we've got a couple specific uh, objective scenarios that are going to be heavily involved in Market Garden. Okay. And then, and that's uh, not to say that you must play an army or a faction that was represented in Market Garden. We're not saying oh, that no. at all. We're just saying no. that the theme, the overall storyline, will follow that, and two of the objective boards will be, one will be the Pegasus Bridge, and one will be this third, uh, this high, Hell's Highway, which is right. two major elements that were part of Market Garden. I, I like it's not yeah you're not making it, it's not forced on the, on the players we're just making it kind of themey which is good correct yeah. yep and, and if you want to jump ahead and you know play your British play your Germans or you know American whatever that, that's great absolutely that so the theme, I mean, that's cool yeah right so that's the theme and that's not going to change right like it is it is Market Garden esque so if someone felt so so you can't bring you still can't bring a the theater selector though. Correct. Play, you're still going to have to play uh, within our guidelines that we've always set out. Correct. And that and that is actually listed on the website where you register yep. for it. It is a 1250 single reinforced platoon, uh, 12 order dice limit as per the appendix, and um, no special, no theater selectors or special rules allowed. Yep. Uh, we should also maybe also say there's also no armored platoons allowed either. But that's right. kind except, of applied to single reinforced platoon. Except for the intelligence officer. And the chaplain. And it does also say special units, intelligence officer, and chaplain yeah. are available for all armies. So we're not going to allow the naval artillery uh, no. officer? <laughs> no. That guy is not allowed. Mo- mostly, because, mostly because I'm not playing. <laughs> Otherwise, you might find him allowed. Both, yeah, si- both sides would just be, it'd be like nuking every board because everyone would bring one. Exactly. It would be, be so amazing. It would be so funny to see everyone, like, oh, my game ended early. We just nuked each other off the board. Um, anyway, okay. So, right. So you can find all these things on, on the website. Um, yep, those those registration things. Oh, and the, the Recon Rumble thing is still the same as it was last year. Uh, I want to say it was 8-order dice, 750 points. That sounds right. Sounds right. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Well, that so that wait, it's is it eight hundred and fifty points this year? No, seven hundred order dice. Eight order dice. Thank you. Seven fifty. Seven fifty. Eight order dice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, and if your seven fifty is part of your twelve fifty operation snafu, you can get a bonus point for the recon rumble. And if all your dudes have transports, that's an additional. You'll get point. an extra bonus point, but it's not right. a requirement. Right. Neither I still haven't figured out how to. I haven't figured out how to get cavalry out of the game yet, but. You know, for something that was actually right for something that was so significantly not significant as far as a fighting force on the tabletop, they're a real force to be reckoned with, or a horse to be reckoned with, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's lots of things in bolt action that are really good that historically uh, weren't. So you know, right, right, and things that are really suck that historically didn't. To be fair, you're kind of paying for those horses, though. Like they're not free. Are they? Well, no. yeah, but the, the the rules play for them. It just it doesn't play into how they were historically were utilized, you know. Sure, but what does? Whatever. 
Whatever. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'll let it go. Pat con- Pat's confirmed oh, okay. as a horse hater. He is yeah, totally go. got a horse bias that I don't like. Nope. Oh, speaking of other, speaking of other stuff that I uh, had to confirm. Uh, page forty nine of the shooting phase. Uh, it says you can shoot past anything that you can't do damage to, including armored personnel carrier. It doesn't specify open top or otherwise. Just so you can still uh, give yourself pins, but you wouldn't. You no, don't because you can't hit it. Nope. Well, yeah, you can't hit. You can't it. damage yeah. it. Right. And I guess they realize that the fire is coming from their bros rather than being fired at. Right. So that, I guess that's the reason why. They're not, like, shooting the side of the, of the thing either. Right. So you can fire within an inch of your armor transport. Not okay. a soft skin. Okay. But your armor transport. Okay. okay. Well, there Over you go. top or otherwise. Well, so look at what passes while it. we're doing other things. Um, that's what I do. <laughs> cool. He's, like, he's <laughs> just been itching at him all afternoon. He's like, i got to look. i gotta, I got to read it now. Um, Why couldn't I answer the question immediately? Damn it! I'm a terrible rules lawyer. You really are. No, you're not. Um, so, okay. uh, so we've also we've we've begun to get some sponsorship already coming in. Woo. So we'll like take the next few moments here to recognize those sponsors in particular. Uh, Rubicon USA, who I've got to say, their shipping was like Amazon fast. Like, holy yeah, cow! They were they were excited to get you stuff. Like, cool. day, like, I told him, uh, okay, so he gave me an option between three kits or between some of the, you know, he says, like, pick three kits, whatever. So I did. And, like, it was a Wednesday morning. I sent them in to him, and they were at my door Friday afternoon. Right. Like, holy That's crap. That's awesome. Wow. That, that was and, pretty oh, cool. It's Rubicon, so their models are sweet. Yeah. I, right. Very seriously considering yep. going through them. Yeah. So they're awesome. Thank you, Rubicon USA in particular, not just the generic Rubicon, but this is Rubicon USA. Osprey Publishing, uh, my old pal Christian has moved on to other seas, but now we've uh, made contact with Holly, who she's sent us some stuff. Um, this one, I apologize, I'm going to butcher, but his stuff is just so amazing. I had to reach out, and he, he answered back. It was really cool. Cromlick Historical? Yeah. Cromlick, is that right? Yep. The stuff at his website is so freaking cool. It is really well done, and he is going to be sending us uh, some vouchers for best painted and best sports for both events. Awesome. In addition to, he's also going to give us a discount on a couple of products that we can kind of put into our into our normal charity raffle. So very cool, very happy with that. The guy does awesome work, and he's a big proponent of painting and sportsmanship, so that's why he chose those two particular awards to sponsor. Awesome. Okay. Uh, we've also got, we'll be getting, this will be available to all our players. Uh, a lot of these people are going to give us like discount codes that you can use. They'll be available like 24 hours before the event and up to two weeks after event. Uh, Rubicon's giving us some discounts. Uh, Gaddis Games is also going to be giving us a discount. Um, and then some of these nice. other ones usually come through and do the same thing too. But other prize supports is Micro Art Studio is again is going to send us some vouchers again this year. Uh, Deep Cut Studio has sent us one of their gaming mats, which we'll be able to put in the train in the, in the raffle. And then our pal at Zulk said he would definitely be interested in supporting us as best he can. However, right now he's up to his eyeballs and projects and babies, quote unquote. So Cedric, oh. congratulations! Yeah, congrats. good job. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. You and me, buddy. Yep. We're hanging out I don't, with babies. He didn't specify how many he had, but uh, well, yeah. he did say plural, so I don't know. Yeah, he, maybe. <laughs> he, congrats if you had twins. Good luck. Right. I'm not driving to Canada. 
<laughs> they're pretty far up in Canada too. I just, oh, yeah, they're like yeah, they are in the north end of it, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're in Montreal. So okay, so that's who we've got so far. Um, you know, and of course, there's a lot of these people who are like, you know, hey, give us some time, and like uh, some of the other places actually like, you know, we get these a lot. Fill out this form, and we'll get back to you in six weeks. I'm like, sure, I can do that. I guess if I have to. Yeah, they have some nice looking bases. Well, like Cromlech. I'm look I'm still looking at Cromlech because I'm not as familiar with their stuff. They got some cool stuff in here. They got some not, really neat stuff. It's not very uh for uh, it's not very uh bolt action y, but No, the historical I think is a relatively new direction that he's yeah. gone in. Okay. So Maybe I'm just not seeing and my Maybe order. Not my, yeah, my order was not was not bolt action related. Oh, so. got it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Well, Although you can get some cool, like, they have, like, weathering powders and shit in here, too. That's kind of yep. nice. There's lots of stuff. Just have to look for it. This is pretty cool. Pat, you're doing great at getting sponsorship already. Like, this, yeah, is, absolutely. this is super exciting. I was excited awesome. to see the, that we get some new ones in there, and we've gotten some of our old sponsors back, which means that we obviously are not pissing them off. Right. Right. Uh, we do also have... We have... Uh, a verbal confirmation from Dice of War that he'd be interested in sponsoring us again. Okay. I, I like ordering his dice. I have way too many of his dice. It's ridiculous. But <laughs> mm-hmm. what you have these dice other than other than Snafu dice? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Quite You're a such bit. Such a cheater. <laughs> I don't. Although these new Snafu dice I just got are, are pretty crap. Like as far as like they don't roll well or they like, quality wise, they're like they must have been in your presence for too long because they rolled <laughs> awfully. It was so, <laughs> it was so bad. It's like I do my typical call out snafu and they just didn't respond. They're at like all. no ones now. It's yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. All right. Well, so. I'll, I'll, I'll let you trade them in for some new ones. Um, and then, no, I mean I don't. I don't want to give up on them. You know, I just. I mean, I got to work with them a little. I think more. you I might. Know, have, you might need to commissar a couple of them and show them who's boss. I might. I may, might need to find out how they're rolling for the. Your dice need some training out too. So, so I, uh, update on that. I apologize because I haven't gotten them out yet. I have, <sighs> they've been sitting on my. They've been sitting on my desk waiting to go out for shipping, but I haven't. The problem is, is I can't just ship them. I have to go to the post office, and that's like. Every time I go to the post office, I'm like, oh, I can't wait in that line. I don't have time for that. Nobody's got time for that shit. Buyer, Can there's you? There's one near you. Yep. The one you, near my house. They'll they weigh it? Yeah, they weigh it. And, and oh, shit. They have a scale and do all that stuff. That's I a, don't know if all buyerlies are like that. That's but. a game changer if my buyerlies does that because I will go there. Can't you just weigh them yourself and then print out the postage and have them picked up? You need like a stamps machine or something for I, that, don't you? Yeah. Like how do you have a scale no. in your house? Are you a drug dealer? Uh, I, know, I, I don't have I mean, a scale in my house. I mean, we do, but I'm a no, baker, but so yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. prefer to call it a pharmaceutical I, I, enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do a lot of uh, food dehydration for boundary water trips and stuff oh, like that. Fair, fair, cars fair. Right, away, all okay. that kind of stuff. So I've always, had, right, a, yeah, I've yeah. always had a quick scale. <laughs> pharmaceutical enthusiast. is like the PC term for crackhead. Okay. Um, yeah, so no, unfortunately, I've like, I've, like I tried to get them out last week and I didn't have time. I've obviously life has gotten in the way of that one. Sure, uh, they are getting their dice, and uh, one and the other funny thing is is that, like, I don't know what's with Patreon, 
but like some people see their messages from Patreon and some don't. I don't exactly understand. Like, do they go in like the junk folder or whatnot? Because like nobody was sending me back their addresses and it didn't capture their addresses. So it was supposed to, and it didn't. So I like had to go track down all these people and be like, Hey dude, I need your address to send you dice. And do we have everyone's information now? I do now have everyone's information. That also slowed things down considerably when I was like, I'm not going to go send like, I like we had four guys or five guys that need a dice. And I'm like, I'm waiting on dice. I'm waiting on like two of the guys to respond because I'm like, I'm not going to go to the post office. And then go back to the post office again, because that's silly. I'm just going to wait until everyone responds. So my apologies to those that are waiting on dice. They will be on their way. I, I will promise this week. But depending on when you hear this, they might already be in your possession. So I think they're worth it. They're sweet. Dude, they're sweet. They're still yeah. sweet. It's just a matter of like, yeah, I hadn't been able. They're painted and they were ready to go. It's just I haven't been able to get them um, yeah. out the door. And I also, wanted, I also wanted to include a note, and I hadn't been able to write the notes yet, just to thank everyone for, you know, their patronage, because obviously we appreciate that. Yes. Uh, keeps the lights on, helps us keep doing this. Um, do some it other cool stuff. Like, it doesn't, I mean, we don't, it's, I mean, essentially it keeps our lights on. But that's, that is something that we need. So, um, anyway, to go back on to Renegade, is there anything else we want to talk about with Renegade? Um, no, what, um, so. Jeff, what can, um, what can the players expect? Are we, are we just trying to do bigger and better? Are we going to shift anything significantly? Or I think you can expect, uh, on most degrees, more of the same because <laughs> it's fun. I mean, why break what's what's working good? Right. Uh, we're adding a couple new tables here and there, though, so you'll see some new stuff. And uh, I think there's a strong possibility you'll see at least one, if not two, new scenarios on the regular tables too. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Are we gonna? Are we? I think we're discussing maybe changes to the objective boards in regard to what the bonuses might be as well or there will be some different objective board bonuses this year yes okay. as i say i feel like that's a pretty common thing for us to have changed we change them every year mm-hmm. to some extent uh the only other thing i am sad to report is that i will not be there yeah. um i'm really disappointed however i have a close family friend getting married that weekend they picked the same weekend and unfortunately real life trumps rolling dice all weekend so um, lies and slander yeah. hire you a body double <laughs> i could actually talk my brother into going to the wedding you could just dye his hair you, look, you look exactly the same from the back so right. well then <laughs> they didn't consult you on the date of the wedding uh no they didn't unfortunately consult me on the date of the wedding um and i've and i've considered you know sabotaging their marriage but i thought that was a really bad choice so yeah it is what it is. So someone else is going to have to <laughs> command the access side this year. Um, this is a one-off thing. I don't. We, you know, we went through that whole wedding you phase. Everyone you know, married again. Well, no. I mean, we went through that wedding phase. You know, where all your friends get married, and you're like, your life is just nothing but weddings. We mm-hmm. went through that. We didn't. You know, we hadn't. We didn't. I don't think we had a wedding last year. Period. So unfortunately, you know, we got the one, the one late bloomer that decided to uh, get married late, and. Uh, that just so happens to be the weekend before Thanksgiving for some reason. So it is what it is. What a dumb time to get married. Yeah, what, right. What a dumb, yeah, what a dumb time. Yeah. Oh, well. week, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Who gets married then? You're supposed to do it in June. Many happy returns to those so, guys. Uh, I, I would place bets that they are getting a deal on whatever location they have because of the timing of their thing. So, oh, sure. You know, and they're paying. For, I'm sure they're paying for all of it. So that doesn't. It doesn't hurt. 
You no. probably, you know, they're trying to save a couple bucks here and there. Um, Getting married is cool, so all right. Discount, oh. mar- discount marriage is cool. Discount marriage, you know, mine was a discount marriage. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Not a discount bride, but discount marriage. Yeah, you be sure was, to say that nice and loud for it, <laughs> No shotguns. <laughs> Thank God. No, no shotguns. Um, well, I did, and you know where I live, so I guess I got to. Yeah. So, the yeah, let's let's go into the next tournament <laughs> topic before we start disparaging our wives. Um, <laughs> too much here. <laughs> Is uh, you uh, So, Jeff and Pat, you guys went to Bug Eater. Uh, yeah, with a did. couple of our other friends, right? Uh, Dave and Ian joined you. Is that yep, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, that's in uh, Omaha. Mm-hmm. It's like the weekend Omaha, after. Nebraska. Uh, is there another Omaha? It's a city so mutual of Omaha. Well, that's in uh, Omaha, right? Omaha Steaks. I, w- I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can name things that have Omaha in them. Peyton Manning yells it all the time. So. Um, used to. Yeah. Yeah, well, he probably still does. He probably wakes up in the middle of the night and Omaha, <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> yeah, his wife really hates it when he does it. Um, anyway, so you guys, it's a two-day tournament held. Was it at a high school this year? It's always at a yeah, high school, right? Yeah, it's always at a high school. Yeah. And it's supporting some of the school functions. It felt like it was different this year than previous years because it used to. Oh no, is it still, oh, it's still the debate team? Oh, still primarily the debate, the debate okay. team. Although it looked I think like there were primarily some a few other things. Too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Look like they were giving to some other charities while they were at it, which I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So why don't you guys tell us about this? You, you guys drove down Friday morning. Drove down Friday. I mean, it's 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 a six hour solid drive. Drive it is time. A boring drive too. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was it was important. took a while. It was probably uh, three hours in before I got my first points in the road game. Yeah, you were Jeff struggling. All the oh, really? The, all the cattle were on his side. Yep. Cattle, buffalo, well, you know, all, all the good cemeteries. stuff. Okay. Yeah, not, there's, yeah there's all the good stuff is on my side. Yeah. Nobody knows what the hell we're yeah. talking about at this point, but I think we've actually... It's a, it's a, I think we've talked about it before. It's a road yeah. game you play that, you know, you, you, you see livestock on your side, and you get points right. for the common stuff, and you get bigger points for the uncommon stuff, right. and you pass a cemetery, you lose all your points. It, it helps break up the monotony of being on the road for six freaking right. hours. So does, yep. so does sleeping. Um <laughs> I, being that I generally drive, it's frowned upon for me to do sleeping. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll, you know, usually when I take road trips with my wife, that's all she does is sleep. So I really, I tell the guys, like, honestly, if you guys just go to sleep, I don't care. But right. they like, to, never they like to chat it up. So it's fine. No. See episode 17 for the road game. I, I actually don't know what episode it is, but we have talked about it before. <laughs> See episode um, XX. Yeah. I want to, I like we'll come back in the audio and fill in the XX later. <laughs> <laughs> just I'll just not talk for a second. Yeah, put it in. No, I'd rather just tell them it's episode seventeen and see if they can figure out which it is, and then they'll tell us on Facebook that that was wrong. And we'll check the downloads correct, of episode correct. seventeen, see yeah. what happens. <laughs> this is a curious, uh, curious experiment we're playing here. Uh, okay, so it's how many points was it? What was the format? I think we talked about this before too, but it's worth going over again. Thousand points. Uh, one or two platoons. Theater selectors are completely allowed. Basically, Josh Josh Dunn, who runs it, uh, great guy, basically said it's 1,000 points or whatever. Just show up with 1,000 points and don't Just go over is all we're looking for. Pedal mm-hmm. to the metal, bro. Okay. And this this is probably one of the highly most competitive tournaments that we generally end up in. It is. There are some just dirty, nasty, 
vulgar lists that show up at this. You know, some some jackass brought thirty car this and, year too. And, I mean, and some years like people other than us bring those lists. <laughs> right. So this is not your year, is what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't you like? Let's kind of go through your tournament then. So. Why don't you go through your round one? What did what did you guys face? Okay, so first of all, I brought Hungarians. That's right. Um, which yep. out of out of Fortress Budapest, uh, I really brought this list because I wanted to kind of prove to myself and the other people that Hungary now with this Fortress Budapest edition is a solid choice for an Axis army. We like that list. And, yeah. yeah. And going mm-hmm. going into it, my goal was to I had two goals to meet: win two games and not play any dickheads. Spoiler alert, well, I did meet both those goals. Your, your second goal is you can't control that. That's a bad goal. Yeah, well, you really don't have a choice. Yeah. Although but we can I mean, talk about but, the right kinds of goals later. Okay, sure. But I just, I just didn't didn't want to have to play anybody who's just kind of like a little, you know, whatever, a little questionable in their gaming or whatever. All right. And again, you're right. You can't control that. But it was, it was a nice goal to have met. Okay. So round one, this was a sectors. This is the the exact same scenarios that uh, Josh had had uh, ran last year, and he admitted that yep, he just grabbed the same file and said here print this, and they did. So same exact scenarios as last year. Uh, sectors, of course, everyone's familiar with that one. So you have you pick, you pick the corners, and I ended up in. So we walk into the place uh, Saturday morning and take a look around. We got there what thirty minutes early or so. Sounds right. Yeah. And and due to all the flooding in the area, the TO's like, hey, you know, we're really going to flex the start of the time because people are having trouble getting here. And there is a lot of flooding down there. Holy cow. We sent yeah. them a ton of water okay. this winter. First time I've ever, ever actually deal with that. I mean, we're in Minnesota. Like, our rivers swell up for, like, a week. We're like, oh, no. And then it's done because everything flows south. Um, so we're walking around looking at the Not train. Not problem, then. Right. And uh, there's this one board that is looks gorgeous. It has it's basically like a train yard, and it's got like three trains. Is it three or four, Jeff? You played in this one too in the last round. <laughs> I think it was five. If I it felt Jeez. like ten. <laughs> okay. So it had I mean, a lot it, of it trains had a, on it. It had a field Sorry. open on the far side, and then the near side was like a building and kind of like a road. And, and this, just looking at it, I'm like, oh my god, that that looks gorgeous. But Jesus, that looks like an absolute bee to play on. Holy cow. And the guy, uh, Robert, my first player opponent, was actually the guy who made the board that we're playing on. And I'm, like, looking at Josh going, really? You give me the guy who made the board and I have to play him? (laughs) But he had written up some specific rules to help make the board more playable. So, like, you, some of the trains didn't cut line of sight and weren't counted, uh, were counted as obstacles rather than just impassable. Um, But anyway, so it's got these... And I think I mentioned earlier that he's running this anti-tank reinforced platoon. Uh, U.S. player, by the way, has uh, got just a crap ton of anti-tank guns, a 57, a 3-inch. He's got artillery. He's got squads. He's got medium machine gun teams up the wazoo. He's got a bazooka team um, and just a crap ton of transports. So he he's deploying out, and he's got basically his guns firing down every lane of these trains in between these trains. And I'm like, oh, hell no. So I went hard left on my deployment, and I basically just swung around the hard left, which is like kind of a road and a building, and let the buildings just block all the lines of the artillery to any of my stuff. I threw a couple things on the other side just to kind of convince him to deploy that way. 
he came in with 16 order dice to my nine. Hmm. Uh, with my, yeah. So, I, by the way, 16 seems to be a magical number in, in order dice in this game. A thousand this points. Wow. That's a yeah. Lot well, of he's dice. got three, three MMGs and a, bu- and a bunch of jeeps for transports and stuff like that. So he's got yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. he's got a lot of little little order dice type things going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, to make the long story short, of his 16 order dice, by the end of the game, he has three remaining, and I still have eight. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, all small team stuff. You're picking it off left and right. I'm sh- sure. Uh, my my Nebelwerfer worfed hard. I was hitting <laughs> multiple units multiple times because he was so clustered together with all these small teams oh. and everything that a couple of jeeps are getting hit by two different templates and stuff that they weren't even hit by. Uh, I mean, it did pins. It might have destroyed one. I think the most climactic moment in this game is I'm so here's and here's just kind of how my tournament went. Missing order test was a very common thing for me to do. Uh, in this game, I could actually count on one hand the number of order tests I passed that had that I had to make, and that number would be four. Okay. I failed six to seven order tests. We're just having a pin, but still managed to squeak out the to squeak out the major victory. Squeak uh, out. He did have squeak out. Yeah, he had a bazooka who lost uh-huh. his loader who finally came over and, and fired a shot at my Panzer IV, which he got the shot, he hit, rolled a one to wound, and then my troops just obliterated him after that. Oof. We did have a small discussion about, there was like a little raised platform where I moved, I advanced, I advanced my troops up to fire on a machine gun team, which was behind the platform. He looked at me and said, why didn't you just charge? I said, well, I couldn't see the machine gun team until I was on top of you. He goes, well, I guess that makes sense. I'm like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. you'd have to see him first before he could charge. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, he was a lot of fun, a really great player um, as far as enjoyable, nice guy. Him and I have talked it last year quite a bit. We talked, you know, in between games this year. Uh, he did, I think he made four, four or five of the tables that were there this year. Nice. And his stuff looks really nice, but this this mm-hmm. was a tough board to play on. It was really tough to play on, and I think I made the right choice just by moving everything left and just keeping a couple things on the right that I didn't care about, but they stuck around and did some good work too. So it was a fun game. I come out okay. uh, at the first halfway to my halfway to my victory already. I've got my first my first win. <laughs> okay, Jeff. <clears throat> uh <laughs> So my first my first round was against a fellow named Mark, and he had uh, U.S. Marines, uh, which is always a fun list to see. I, I love seeing the Marines on the table. But um, <laughs> my Werfer hit at critical moments for me. It missed a couple turns, but when I needed it to, it worked three units in a building, which was pretty awesome. Wow. Um, yeah. So you I mean, put he, units in buildings, guys. I forgot to aim yeah, at buildings. Well, not with it. a Werfer on the board. No, right. Right. Uh, but the way this deployment was set up, it was corner to corner, so he kind of had to bunch someplace, right? He didn't really have a choice. Uh-huh. And, yeah. you know, and then with the list I was, I was running my DAC list, which is uh, six squads of eight guys. So I've got a lot of infantry. And then I've got three Kubel wagons and an armored platoon. I've got the Neville Werfer, and I've got a Panzer IV. Okay. So why wouldn't I you? have a... Because why wouldn't you? Right. So I've I've got a lot of firepower on the board for infantry killing, and um, I I after that warfare hit, it kind of stopped his advance, and I just pushed into everything into his corner at that point. So his his reserves came on at his side; they were what were alive at the end of the game. <laughs> um, 
but we had a we had a good game. He's a super nice guy, uh, but I was significantly up in points by the end of that game. So, okay. although I did I did follow Geneva Convention, I rolled that Panzer four forward and had a chance to machine gun his medic at point blank, and I I shot something else just to be nice. No. <laughs> Cheap right, order so dice. How many How many order dice were in your list? My list is thirteen. Yes, if I, if okay. I remember and correctly, your opponent's... it was thirteen. I think that game he was at. I think he was. I think we were even. I think he was thirteen to fourteen. I don't have his list right next to me here, but we were pretty. We were pretty even that game. Okay, interesting. Uh, but yeah, I really liked his list. He had a, he had a chaplain in his list too, which was awesome because his chaplain's like pulling pins off of guys. Mm-hmm. He had a, a war dog team, which was awesome. Yeah. Didn't really get to do much for him because I didn't have anything hidden or anything that he could really. You know, sick, release the hounds on, but, but it's, uh, it's still such a cheap order dice. It's still a cheap order dice, yeah, yeah. super cheap. Yeah, you hide so, in the corner if you don't have anything hidden. Was it about thirty <laughs> points? Fifteen, fifteen. Thir- oh yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, thirteen. It's like it's it's dirt it's, cheap. Yeah, yeah. It's great. He had a great list. It's just things did not go his way at critical moments. So, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. So it was a good game. Sweet. Okay, uh, let's go round two then. What was the scenario for round two? Uh, round two was uh, there's basically uh, there's objective points that you have to hold. Now this he did change from last year. Mm-hmm. Last year there was five objectives. There were two on either half of your deployment, two of your opponent's deployment, and one in the middle. This year there was three down the center. And I asked, okay. him, I made comments to Josh about that, and he's setting up. He's like, "Oh, did I do that last year? Oh, I don't have enough to do it this year, so I just did three. I'm like, right, that's fine. At least you changed something." He laughed about that. <laughs> yeah. If if you played at Adepticon, it was very similar to the to the uh, recon scenario for this, where they're just three down the center of the board, okay. hold them. So, yeah. Uh, by the way, by the way, I had to go look. War Dog teams are eighteen points. Okay. Okay. But Thanks. still cheap. But mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Good dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't blow up at the so, end of the turn, so that's yeah, right. That's good. So who'd you play your second? So round my for? round two. Uh, I played the Wahoo Warrior, Mr. Sean Vilmont. Oh, geez, early. Okay. Uh, what was he, what and was he so playing this time? He was playing uh, British Commonwealth, which is rapidly becoming a very favorite-looking platoon to play. Uh, yeah. The reason I say that is because you get a really respectable tank uh, for every, I want to say, every two infantry units you have. So it's a it's a theater selector that lets you get multiple tanks in there. Which, as you know, I, I'm kind of naturally drawn to. Right. Which tank is it, though? Uh, there's a couple of them you can pick from, and I think he was running, I want to say Crusader. Yeah, it was oh, Crusader. Okay. So. Right. okay. Yeah, Crusader. Interesting. So, so how many tanks Crusader, did he have? He had two. Okay. He also had 16 order dice, and Jeez. this table, I would get, I moved With two tanks. one table. Wow. Yeah. He was running a, a very much an, an MSU list. Okay. He had a lot of a lot of five man squads with LMGs oh, and some okay. that didn't have anything. So let's see one, two, three, four, five, six six five man squads. Uh mortar team, anti tank rifle team, uh, an engineer's section. Yeah, so he I mean he had just just a ton of infantry, light howitzer, he had a buffers, and I mean just it was a it was a very good list and we looked at the terrain and this is one of these boards that from you know if you're filming a movie this looks great 
if you're playing a game of bolt action, this freaking blows. <laughs> and he even he even did his little, you know, his record for his channel, and he even said, you know, before we started the game, he's like looking at the table, he's like, this table sucks. This is this is not a great table to play a, a game of bolt action on because it was a it was like a an eight inch strip for the, like the runway. It was an, an airway strip right down the middle. And so the, there's no cover, like, within eight, eight inches of the center line of either side of the board. And then they had these big uh, bunker pits, which were, like, sandbag, big U's, and they were about a foot-wide circles. And they were all focused that they were defending the runway, but you're supposed to be fighting on the runway because that's where the three objective points are. And it was just – so literally there's, like, no cover to be found anywhere if you were trying to get to these objectives. So this is just – a really, really bad scenario for my army, which is very much a reactive type of, you know, force than it is an aggressive force. And his army had a lot, a lot of versatility to it. And he mm-hmm. came out... Uh, so it was first wave, so everyone moves on, so there's really no shooting other than, you know, just some hope to luck and maybe get a pin. No one did that. And then the round two, his first order dice, his light howitzer pulls a six on my Werfer team and does 50% and here we go again, failing the other test, Werfer's gone, never got to fire a shot. Oh, bummer. So out of the gate, my main threat piece is gone. Uh, by the way, in this game, I rolled four FUBARs, <clears throat> two of them with the Panzer IV with one pin on it. See, this is why you don't use those Dice of dice of War guy dice. These are snafu dice. <laughs> okay, this is why you don't use a snafu dice. <laughs> so, and and you know, it's something when the when your dice and the order tests are, you know, you're kind of seeing them from your side, but when your opponent is kind of like, I don't think you're supposed to miss that many order checks with just one pin. Is kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of where this is going. Um, mm. Make the long story short, he just he rolled me hard from the first turn. Everything he needed was coming up. He's getting. He got like two or three super sixes within the, fir- within the first two turns. He would need fives, get sixes. I would need fives, get fours, and that was just the theme. But you know, and I did the best I could to still put on a brave face and just still play the game and do everything I could to try and fight for a minor loss <laughs> instead of like just a major loss. And. <clears throat> Excuse me. It came down to the last turn, and I made some really desperate moves just to try and get that minor loss, and he fended them off, and I took the major loss instead. First time I got to play Sean, I was still fighting for. I mean, I was swinging for the fences. I was down by eight runs, and still had still had one out to go, and that's what I was doing. You played it right, so gotta go for it. You gotta go for it. I mean, Sean's a good guy. He deserves to have a fun game, no matter no matter how badly I'm getting my teeth crushed in. And you know, if this is the game at the club, we're scooping and resetting. And I said, you know what? When you come up for snafu this year, let's make sure you and I Friday night, Saturday night, get a game where my dice are mediocre to neutral instead of just totally on your side. And he's like, that sounds fair <laughs> enough. So I look forward Sean to that. Sean, when you come up. So he does. He's a, he's a really fun guy to play. He, he, he is. really is. This is the first time I got to play yeah. him, and I'm really sorry that my dice didn't want to play him. But, you know, those things happen sometimes. Okay. And so we've confirmed he's coming up. He's verbally committed. I haven't seen him on the sign-up sheet yet. I haven't either. That's why I asked. I'm like, I, I, I have seen Josh Dunn is signed up. So the bug eater T.O. is coming. Yep. Gives you a good sign for Sean to he, come. Yeah, hopefully well. we get some folks coming up from Nebraska. So 
And Chicago would be great. Well, Josh is actually a North Dakota guy. Yes, he is. Yep. Which is crazy that he goes down there and TOs at that. But he also TOs something here too, doesn't he? Or he does some event. He does. Uh, yeah, he runs. Um, he he runs a bolt action thing at Con in the North. There we go. That's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that was my uh, round two experience, and I'm I'm even, but still haven't played anybody who's really sucks as a person yet. So that's good. Cool. Jesus. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? What what was yours? Oh, I had to play a just giant prick my round two. I just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a that's a joke. I get to play our clubmate Ian. Oh yeah, no. Um, oh yeah, you know, we, <laughs> he is totally an asshole. Yeah, that's right. We we love to drive six hours to play guys in our club. You know, it's just yeah, how we roll. So, uh, but that's just it how these things happen sometimes. So yep, uh, it does. Uh, he's rolling still his Mongolian cavalry, veteran okay. cavalry army. Okay. Army, because there's a snaky load of cavalry in there. And they're good cavalry, too. And they're yeah, they amazing cavalry. Yeah. And he's got a T-3485, uh, two amphalet throwers thingamajiggers. Oh, interesting. He brought some amphalets in there. All right. He brought two of them, oh, actually. Geez. We like the amphalets. I like those, too. What did you think <laughs> yeah. of them? Uh, I was... Both of us were wholly unimpressed with their performance. Oh, really? Well, that's too bad. Well, they, it's a 12 to 24 inch range, so you have to be prepared for that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a good scenario because we have to come up to the center of the board, so they should be able to, you know, be an effective firing range mm-hmm. from deployment. Um, however, that game started up, uh, oh, what did we do with that one? I was super cheeky with my Neville Werfer deployment, and I told him as much when we started because I could get most of the crew. Uh, behind a wall and still within two inches of the gun. Okay. And one guy out in the open so I could see, so I could still shoot. Yeah. That's you know? how and it I, works. And I told him, I was like, he's like, can, you, can they really all fit back there? And I got the tape measure. I was like, they're all within two inches. And I fully admit this is super cheeky. Sorry. Uh, he hit him anyway with his T-3485 on his first shot. So, you know, blast template could get three of the four people. Uh, he killed three of the four, but the thing, it passed its order check and stayed on the table. Okay. Six is a so, six is a six to shoot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it didn't get anywhere any worse. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I was fairly aggressive with my infantry tactics and movement, and in doing so, I was very lucky because I could hit his I would hit his cavalry units, and I'd kill one guy or maybe two guys. So I was getting kills in there, and every cavalry he loses is really harsh actually for him because they're expensive. And the units function less, <laughs> less well. Uh, and I was getting enough hits that I was putting pins down too. So uh, it worked out quite well for me in that I just kept shooting up his units and shooting up his units and shooting up his units enough that he couldn't really effectively do much. He got one charge off and then that unit got eaten up by, uh, what I kill him with? One of the Kubel wagons, I think. Uh, and just gunned down a lot of guys. And it ended out, he just couldn't get enough going against my to wound rolls and pin rolls. Uh, the Panzer IV snuck around and shot his T-34 in the ass and blew it up, which was awesome. I always love doing that. Uh, the Amphilet throwers got pins put on them and it killed a couple guys here and there, and they just really couldn't do anything after. They couldn't hit a damn thing after that. Okay. So they sat there fairly ineffectively shooting at a couple of my infantry squads doing nothing. And And frankly, I've just got so much infantry in this list that you can't really stop it. I've got so many units that can take objectives and put down fire. So I was very happy with his performance in this game. But that one ended out for the major win for me as well. Nice. Really nice. 
Okay. So. All right. Uh, game three. Let's, let's. What's the scenario there? Uh, uh, Josh's favorite scenario for a game three when everyone's tired is surrounded. <laughs> and this is the one where you you have attacker defender and whoever is the defender has to deploy half their force within twelve inches of the center of the table. If yeah, you are yeah. in cover, you get the hidden, and then there's the confused reinforcements that you can come in from any board edge that wasn't already that someone that your opponent didn't come in from this turn. So no, that it was whatever always, was last, right? Like you can't go in the same table edge that someone else has already gone in on. Your opponent, right? Just your, your opponent. opponent. Oh, just you can't. Your opponent. You can come in. Yep, you can come in the same board edge twice in a row. Just wherever oh, your opponent did. Okay. And it's right. that round. So the next, if the next round starts, all four sides are open again. Right. Yeah, you can't follow your opponent onto the board. Okay. Right. And there, kill him. There's a different scenario set for that. I, where I was like, you just can't go in the same spot that your opponent was last time. Like, whatever table edge had just come in on, you can't go in on that one. Otherwise, all three of the other sides are open. But that's a different. That's a different scenario set. Okay. Anyway, keep going. So. so I ended up I ended up being a defender on this one, and I'm I'm facing my first Finnish opponent for this tournament. Uh, he's actually uh, one of the other Wa- he's actually one of the other Wahulians, uh, Ryan. Oh yeah. And now, for those of you guys that don't know Ryan, you see this large guy with a huge beard, bald. He's tattooed and just looks like he just wants to just wreck you just because you saw him. But he is a hysterical, one of the funniest guys, and just a riot to play with. The guy is just awesome. Yes, he is a blast to play with. My first experience with him though was his cast, and I asked him what he did, and he punched. He's like, I punched a wall and hit a stud. I was like, Oh, (laughs) jeez. I'm like, All right, I'm not gonna make you mad. (laughs) Well, he he also mentioned that his his hand still hasn't recovered from that, and his hobby has really suffered as a result. He's really having a tough time holding the brush. Folks, don't punch walls. That's not. It could wreck your hobby. Yeah, especially walls, because yes, that will mess up your hand for life. That's unfortunate. I, I hope he gets to recover completely. Anyway, moving on. So, um, like I said, we're doing the surrounded. I end up being defender on this, which well, generally that's speaking, your doesn't... rules. Yeah, the rules say that you should, right? Don't you get the reroll? Uh, no, I, I don't, there's no reroll. Oh, that's he not, won that's the draw. Not and he wanted to attack. Okay. okay. No. The Hungarian special rules, the both of them are the Fnatic HQ That's and right. the Axis support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't get both the, of the them. defender thing. It's not the Italian rule. Yeah, no. sorry. Okay. Right. But nonetheless, so I'm I'm defending whatever. We get our troops on the board, and we're about the third order dice into the first round. And he's like, oh, I forgot to roll for my preparatory environment. I'm like, ah, go ahead. So he rolls a one. I'm like, well, see, that's why we forgot about it. And you mm-hmm. know, he's like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Um, he actually had a flame tank in his list. Oh, God. Wait, flame uh, tanks were allowed which, this year? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Thousand points of anything. So open, open. Like, so he's got, right. a, he's got a BA-10. He's got a captured uh, o, uh, OT-34, which is the flame tank. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fun. He's got light howitzer. He's got sniper teams. He's got a flamethrower team. He's got a bunch of... He doesn't have the really dirty artillery that or the infantry that, that come in from your back edge, which, oddly enough, this game wouldn't matter. He's got some Panzerfaust in there. Uh, this was this was like a really fun game, just because he was kind of a cool guy to play with. But uh, other than order checks, everything was going my way dice wise. He missed with his flame tank, and I zeroed in oh, my knee mortar right away on his artillery and got some pins and got zeroed in. Um, 
I brought in my Panzer IV, which starts getting some Tiger fear going in the area. Um, he brings in his squads with two Panzer Fosts in the units up in the rear and flubs the roll. Oh my uh, I bring a, I bring my Flamethrower squad in and destroy one of his units. Then he brings his Flamethrower squad in a couple turns later and destroys that unit and then runs out of fuel. <laughs> I mean, a lot of fun stuff happened with the dice, but it, it came down to really quickly my early zero and his early misses made this a major victory for me. He was also running 11 order dice. I had nine. Uh, MVP of the game was actually the Panzer Fahr, which took out the uh, the BA-10 and his flame tank back-to-back rounds. So that actually like okay. started doing some stuff. Uh, I don't think he really missed any Tiger Fear rolls in this one, but it was all in all, for the, for the last game on day three, when you've, when you've racked up six hours of play time, and this is ours, you know, seven, eight, nine... Uh, yeah, it was, it was a really fun game and I got a major victory out of it. So good deal all around for me. Nice. So there we go. I've so far ended day one. I've got my two victories I was looking for. I'm feeling like, uh, that Hungarian is a, a fairly solid army and can hold its own. And I've played nothing but really cool opponents. So good deal. Yeah. How about you, Jeff? <laughs> uh, my game three, uh, in a combination to confuse deployment, which I hate playing also don't like playing. In general, but especially when I'm also tired, is Paul Stewart. Um, it's a tough and game. He, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's got his LRDG list, which is oh. chock full of trucks with tons of guns on them, yeah. and uh, yeah, a couple. Yeah, yeah, and and then a couple squads of Maori infantry with anti tank grenades, which I made a calculated error against. But uh, we rolled it out. I ended up I as defender. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty damn good. So the problem with my board is, is the center of the board is basically barren. Like, there's no effing cover out here, right? And so I'm like, well... I had that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. So I took a very aggressive positioning with the pan... There's like... So on the center of his table edge, there's like a a grassy knoll, we'll call it. A rolling hill, whatever. About an inch and a half, two inch high hill. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to take an aggressive position here. And I slapped my Panzer IV right up on top of it. Because he's pretty light on anti-tank guns. Okay. Guns. And I stuck uh, two in, uh, two infantry squads and my lieutenant up there to support it, and the Nebelwerfer was in some bushes back towards the center of the board. And I'm thinking, all right, I got this. And he rolls for his prep bombardment, and he rolls the one, so there's no bombardment. So, hooray. Not that I really think that would have hurt me very bad, all things considered, but anyway. So we start playing the game, and he sees the Nebelwerfer, and so he brings all of his units that come on, come off his table edge, right on the other side of that knoll. So I, the Nebelwerfer can't see them, but he's got his entire army in a 12-inch by 10-inch area. Just all grouped up in there. And I'm thinking, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine with this, right? Because you're, you're not doing anything else if you're sitting there. Well, uh, he gets my lieutenant through shooting. He puts some pins on his squad, and then he's like, these Maori guys are going to charge your tank. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta make a tank for your check. Well, they got any tank grenades. I was like, okay, well, shit. And they had, I'd put a couple pins on him. He's like, yeah, they don't care because they always succeed on a charge. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so he charges up and he, he blows the shit out of the tank. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm in some serious trouble. Well, they get extra attacks, right? Because they get one extra attack for every Tough three guys. Boots. Right. You can't shoot them on the way in. They haven't had tank grenades. Blood they always pass charge. Up and right. at them. Yep. 
So the game's made by people that are British. So let's just get that out of the way. So anyway, these guys wrecked my tank. <laughs> and I'm and I'm kind of thinking at this point, I'm like, well, shit, now I'm in some trouble because the rest of his army's got tons of guns in it, right? And that's a terrible matchup for my, my list, which is also lots of soft things with guns in it. He's going to have the mobility advantage, and I'm thinking I'm in some serious trouble here. Mm-hmm. Well, the only benefit I have is he's brought almost everybody in in this one tiny area. So I start bringing all my Kubel wagons and I reserve and a couple squads in from the left side because they're going to have soft cover shots into his units. So I start firing into that from a covered position over on his left side, and I start getting stupid lucky. I hit a truck, right? I just want to put pins on these stupid trucks. I hit a truck. Roll a six. Okay, I get to go on the damage table. Roll a five. Kill the truck. Mm-hmm. Sweet. <laughs> Yay. Roll the shoot, hit the truck, got the pin, roll the damage, get the six, roll the dice, kill the truck. I killed nice. five of his trucks with machine gun fire wow. in the space of two turns. So suddenly I thought I was yes. done. Right. When the Panzer IV goes down, I'm like, uh, I'm in a lot of trouble now. And suddenly I even the odds back up by killing the shit out of his trucks with machine gun fire. Nice. Uh, he gets, after the tank's gone and the squad's gone, he gets one other, he gets one Maori squad over, they charge... One of my my last security infantry squad, and of course I can't shoot them on the way in because British, so they die because it's an in the open charge, and that'll take out the Nebelwerfer crew. But I'm still killing the hell out of his guys with that infilating fire, so it ends up I think we killed seven or eight dice of each other's armies, and it ends out in a draw. Wow. Okay. So I was pretty content with that, having lost my Panzer IV on the first turn. <laughs> All right. But it's a brutal hard list and I would not want to play it on an open field yeah, I mean it's it's can do a lot of crazy shit hmm. so okay all right but it's super, it super fun level. game yeah it's it can be it just didn't get to use it very much in this particular game he just kind of ignored all your all your scary stuff yeah well I mean he, he was overly concerned about the Neville Warfare I feel and that caused him to be out of position for the late game okay I think that's the best way to put it sure okay so. so that was game three, and you were, what was your record at the end of that, Jeff? So end of day one, I'm two major wins and a draw. Okay, doing great. I'm having a great time. Yeah, that's really good. So you guys just hang out for the night, go get some food. What else did you we guys do? We went and got some food with uh, the Wahoo Warrior and some of the other guys, uh, John and some of the other guys that we basically, you know, the same people we do. We went to yeah, yeah. some sports dugout, bar thing. The dugout, I think it was, yeah. Dugout, yeah. Do, yeah with, do crazy with, weird Like the shots. most inattentive server in the weird in the world. Oh my god! No. The server at that place licked balls, and not in a good way. Yeah, it was like wow. It was a service. It was real service. <laughs> yeah, no. It was also a Dude, he. Yeah. Well, well some people I mean, swing that yeah, way. I don't, I don't care. No, the point was a dude I, comes I by, takes your drink order, and disappears for like twenty minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. And then comes yeah. by and he's like, "We're like, can we put our food order." And he's like, "Well, let me let me go talk to this other table first. And it's like, no. No. <laughs> Why no. did you come to our table? <laughs> I know. And then that favorite one is he, we all have our credit cards out. We ask for our bills. He brings the bill things over, and, like, we start putting our cards in it right in front of him to hand it to him, and he runs and away. And then he walks away. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, get the fuck back here. <laughs> and now, now, mind you, we were done eating for, like, 15 minutes. Well, right. Before, yeah. So it was whatever. It, yeah, anyway. we went back to the hotel. We get to play a couple games. and Yeah, we dug out some board games, good. had some fun. Okay. Bred some dinosaurs, well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. did you guys stay in the same hotel as the other guys from Minneapolis? I would. 
No, no. actually. Oh, that's John true. stayed at a different hotel this year because it saved him $10. Yep. Oh, watch out. Right. And and Paul was, <laughs> unfortunately, Paul had a sinus infection and did not make it down. So Is that, oh, is that what happened? Okay. I, I, I knew yeah. he was anticipating coming in and then I heard that he wasn't yeah, I there. Just, I was hoping everything was okay. Right. And I can't blame him, man. Yeah, you, you, get, you get one of those, just like, forget about it. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> miserable. Yeah. You don't really want Let to alone be leaning over hours. a table. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, no. Forget although, that. Although no, you. You, might, you might feel better down in Omaha. You might be far enough away from our pollen. I don't know. Well, there's plenty of other pollen right, down there. Right, right. <laughs> so it sounds like you guys had a pretty easy going night. Yeah, we took it easy. And we even went to sleep at a reasonable hour. So Good good job. I right, wasn't there to keep you going. Sunday, Sunday morning is dice rolling at 8. So Oof, yeah. that is so brutal. But I will say it does make the end of the tournament nice because it does wrap up a little earlier. You guys typically get home at a reasonable hour. You'd think so, but well, no. we'll get into that. So, what? How is what was the round four scenario, Pat? Uh, this was meeting engagement, very okay. standard esque, mm-hmm. which I guess is kind of nice for not having a lot of thought process going this early in the morning. Right, you almost want it like game coffee hasn't three, kicked though. in yet. Um. Uh, I think Josh likes that one with the confused deployment for game three just because people are tired and weary and he doesn't have to do it. So I th- like, watch me torture I all these people. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you know, in all fairness, I mean, it's, you know, the game three used to just, I was just exhausted by it. But, you know, since I've gotten kind of used to or acclimated to doing this, I wasn't nearly as mentally exhausted as I have been in years past. And so I, I feel that that gave me an edge on my opponent who looked like they really just had checked out a while ago. So that's because that's because your roommate's an old hen that tells you to go to bed. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> and that would be me. Yeah, there is that. Okay. Yeah. Like, go to sleep. Yeah, right. Like, no, go to sleep. Don't just sit there and keep talking. Go to sleep. Oh, okay, nope. well, we can talk about that. No, 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 no. Go to sleep. Nope. 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 So anyway. So meeting engagement round four, I get to play Jeremy, who actually was a guy who came up for Operation Snafu last year, and it sounds like he's planning on coming back again this year. He's playing awesome. uh, U.S. Reinforced Platoon, some smattering of fellows that were put on his tray that he carried around. Um, so 13 order dice. I guess I don't know if we mentioned this, but uh, the one thing Bug Eater does is they do gauge you on the, your your force composition. Do you know, if you're like, your theme. like these people actually, yeah. the theme, thank you. Yes, that's what, that's what I was looking for. So, and this one was a bunch of stuff that was put together, and he kind of pretty much said, yeah, this is what fit in the list. So he's running two platoons, he's running two chaffees, he's got 13 order dice, he's got flamethrower, you know, he's got a veteran unit, and he's got a bunch of other small units laying around. He's got two inexperienced second lieutenants, so... He's got a lot of order dice. This is a first wave with reinforcements. Uh, And in this particular game, uh, my inability to make order checks on the reinforcement actually ends up helping me out later. Because when I tried to would have tried to bring them on turn two, I would have put them in a precarious spot, and they would not have helped me out. Is when they finally came on and excuse me, turn four, <laughs> hmm. where I could have put them somewhere else that made a difference. So this one, I put my Neville Werfer out in some position that. I'm sure it made a hell of a lot of sense at the time I did it, but in retrospect, it was gone by the end of turn two because he brought plenty of Jeeps with machine guns that destroyed it. It never fired a shot. But now all of his Jeeps that were over there are completely out of position for the rest of the entire game. So there's some I put my pan- Okay. A little bit. A little bit of trade-off. So he's got like four order dice that just 
are out of the game and are struggling to get back into the game and just never barely did, I'll say. Uh, so I, I've got my home guard, which I finally re- remember to deploy, you know, prior to the start of the game. And then for whatever reason, I decide to move them into this ruins in the middle of the building, which ended up being just, okay, well, that's his target he's shooting at, and they spent the entire game being down. His mortar, which is ranging in on them, uh, finally ranged in and hit them on turn five, one round after he had downed to twos on it, and, like, flubbed the roll and, like, killed two guys, and they've just been staying down and shedding pins, so they're just doing what they can to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, I've got his veteran force pinned down in the woods. That's They've been going down every time and taking fire. Uh, I did get his first chaffee to catch on fire and get backed up to the end of the end of the road, and he's just stuck and been sitting on like three, four pins and couldn't do anything. Nowhere for him to, to recce to, because I've got my Zerini and my Panzer both sitting in the center of the board on the road. And then it comes down to we're basically... We know we're sitting at a draw, and I've been fighting hard for this draw the entire game because he's just kind of been, he's out-positioned, out-order-diced me, but I'm just holding enough to sitting at a draw. So, but this is one of those things Josh likes to do, and, and Bug Eater, you always have to roll to see if there's a turn seven. So I'm sitting down one order dice in draw status. We roll the dice, yep, there's a turn seven. Okay. Somehow I get the first order dice. I move my uh, Lieutenant Squad, which has got two guys with SMGs, and they fire on the last three of his veteran infantry in these light woods who go down. I flop four sixes followed by four fives and kill the last three guys. I'm like, okay, I was thinking I was going to have to use all three units to pin out that unit to kill them. Now we're sitting at even order dice. I take my Hunved with the two Panzerfaust and move up on his Chaffee, which literally has nowhere to recce because he's at the edge of the board and if he reckies at all, he's going to end up closer to me, which is not a legal recce. And there's no cover for him to get into. So he opts not to recce, mostly because he couldn't. And I fire the Panzerfaust and blow up the Chaffee. Okay, now I'm up one order dice, and now I've, if I kill one more unit and don't have anything killed, I can move into a minor win instead of a draw. So I move over my other unit of Hunved, which he had brought his Jeep in behind my Panzer IV, and like literally off the bumper of it and I asked him why later and he said well I didn't want you shooting at my Chaffee anymore I'd rather lose the Jeep than the Chaffee I'm like okay point blank I couldn't kill the stupid Jeep for whatever reason Uh, he moved in his engineer squad that came on in reinforcement and with the flamethrower he gets up to three and a half four inches of my Panzer IV fires the flamethrower rolls a two misses rolls for fuel Rolls a one. He goes, that means I have to take him off the board, isn't it? I'm like, yep. Your guy just ran up there, went click, click. See you guys, I gotta go. And ran off. And his bros are like, uh, what? 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 What'd you do? And we had just a hysterical laugh about that. I mean, he was a really good sport about it. I would have just been, you could have seen steam coming on my ears after something like that. Because I thought, <laughs> oh my god, he's gonna, he's gonna totally roach this thing with a flamethrower. Like, oh my god. And I was even kind of rooting for him to do it just because I thought it'd be kind of cool and thematic. And he didn't, and we just laughed about the thing. It was hysterical. So, last order dice, he's got a unit in ambush because he knows that I've still got Panzerfaust and this other Hunved unit, which can get to another truck that he has. And so he's trying to at least put pins on it. So I'm moving across. He puts pins on, kills two guys. For whatever reason, I think that's two pins. And so instead of moving from fives, I'm looking at super sixes with my two Panzerfausts. 
roll it, boxcars, roll it again, five and a six, I hit it, blow up the truck, that's the last order dice, that's the game, I got moved up to a major victory, or a minor victory, which, Mm. wow, that was way cool, that was awesome, that was wicked, he's like, you know, I think I would have had more fun if I had done that instead of you, and I'm like, yeah, I I agree, it was pretty fun for my end, for my end too, so... (laughs) That was, like, nice. one of the most epic moments I'd had in the game, mostly because my dice had just been kind of, like, just teasing me the entire tournament about, you know, need a 5, get a 4, need a 4, get a 3 sort of thing going on the whole tournament. Need an 8 to make an order check, roll a 9. You know, that kind of stuff has just been going on, and this time, you know, I'm getting the, the, the big batch of 6s and 5s, and, like, wow, cool, something mm-hmm. happened. And, you know, granted, it's a 5 point, but 5 points is 5 points, so... That was how yep. I ended up with a minor victory. It was a really fun game. Probably my most fun game of the entire weekend. So, thanks, mm. Jeremy. That was awesome. Sweet. Jeff? Oh, I had a I had a really interesting game for. So, uh, with the meeting engagement, I was playing Cody, and I've forgotten his last name, but he brought the Yag Panther that he won at a, I think, at a previous, at Adepticon, maybe. Uh, he had it nice painted up, so he figured he'd play with it. Which, if you don't know what a Yag Panther is, that's armor 10 to the front with a, I think a super heavy gun on it, too. Things are yeah, friggin' it beast, right? right? It's, um, it's a monster. It's a monster, right? It's 300 so, point model, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's a 310 point monster. So he's got a, he's, he doesn't have a ton of order dice. So supplementing that, he's got, so he's got the Yag Panther. He's got the, uh, the half track with the dual flamethrowers on it, so one out each side. Yeah. Uh, he's got, Two flamethrower teams, I believe, one or two, I think it was two, uh, a squad of veteran dudes in a truck, and then uh, a couple green Falsham Jaeger units kind of to fill out points over, fill out order dice, excuse me, to try to get the number up. But I think he's pretty short. I think he's at like nine or ten order dice. So it's not a lot against my 13, but there's some pretty effing scary units in there. Uh, so we deploy out on the table. Uh, there's a farmhouse with some fencing by it on my right corner, and I was like, that looks like a great place to be, but I'm not putting anybody in a building with a super heavy anti-tank gun hanging out out there. So I move a squad up behind the fence on the right side. I move a squad up in some sandbags on the left side of this house. I put the Nebelwerfer up in some light cover where it's got okay field of fire, but nothing fantastic. And then uh, we start rolling the dice to bring on units. Uh, on comes the Panzer, the Ag Panther. Rolls up, fires, and needs like a five, I think, or five or six hit. Hits one of my two infantry squads, gets the tap pie played out, and wipes the whole squad off the table. Oh, and I'm like, man. well, shit. Yeah, but it's a 300-point unit. You should probably do things like that. So, you know, crap happens. So my Panzer IV comes on next, and I roll it up. Uh, I can't I can't get next to the building and still have a shot, so I can't really be in, co- in great cover to take this shot. So I move it up a little bit off to the side, and I take the long shot at the Yag Panther, and I hit it. And I'm like, yes, I hit it. Uh, roll the dice. I actually glanced it, which is awesome because it's 10 to the front. And I'm shooting just a heavy anti-tank gun, so I need a 4 to glance, which is what I got. And I immobilized it. There's one which is friggin' awesome. Well, mm-hmm. well, it's awesome because the thing's angled and it doesn't have a turret. Right? So it's, right. it's stuck. Yep. Oh, facing that's right. kind of an off angle. So the only thing it can really see to shoot at is basically that building and my, other, and my tank. Which is actually great for me because I haven't neutralized it, but I've kept it. It's got two pins now, and it's not rolling around. It's know, out of position. The sh- it's out of position. But you haven't got the order dice from it yet. Not yet. 
Not yet. So, um, that was a good way to go. So, next turn, I get the first order dice. I have to take the shot. I So, the tank, my Panzer IV, shoots at the Yag Panther, and I hit it again. And I glance it, and I stun it. So, a few more pins for him. He gets the order dice down, so he's got to go down now. And then we have, we exchange some fire in a few other places. Nothing too exciting happens. Well, now it's got four pins, so he gets the order dice this time, and he ha- I mean, he has to rally, right? I mean, four pins, you have to take the rally order at that point. So he rallies, the, he rallies at that turn. I fire at it. I don't know if I hit it that time or not. He thinks I did. I'm not positive that I hit it again. But regardless, it wasn't doing anything that turn. And we both have a, side note, we both have a few units in reserve. His flamethrower half-tracks in reserve and his truck's in reserve, outflanking. And I've got two squads of guys and two Kubel wagons outflanking. So this is going to be a, a bit of a monkey knife mm-hmm. fight here in another turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next turn, I get the first dice out of the bag. I fire at it. I hit it again. Uh, I don't think I damaged it that time, but it's still a pin on it, which is fine. You know, every pin on that thing is great. Uh, you know, so it, it tries to fire back with a pin. Or maybe, I, maybe I did hit it the last time I did it. Anyway, it missed, which was great. I was fucking, like, knocking on the door of that thing every turn. Just bang, bang, bang. Well, next turn after that, the reserves start coming on. He brings on the truck, and he drives it up as far, close as he can to my Panzer IV. The veteran squad gets out and goes into the building between between my squads and my tank. And he's like, I'm occupying the building on a run order. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I get the next order dice out, and I'm looking down here, and I was like, there's a squad of veteran dudes in this building, in my lines, They've got fields of fire to, like, four of my squads. They're just going to shoot me up. I was like, screw it. I'm assaulting them. Maybe I'll kill, like, two or three of them and at least cut down their numbers, right? Because it's veterans on regulars and it's simultaneous. It's not great odds. And I win the combat. What? Yep. I killed, like, four of his guys. He killed two of mine. I win the combat. Those guys are dead. That's a big switch. It's like, okay, huge thorn out of my side. Huge thorn out of my side. Turns out the the infantry flamethrower unit's still in the truck. Next order dice out of the bag. He's like, I'm going to get the flamethrower team out. What's the new fact say? Got to make that tiger fear check. Mm-hmm. Fails the yep. tiger fear check. <laughs> Fails the check. Flamethrower team stays in the truck. <laughs> it's like, woo Thanks, fact. Yep, thank you, fact. Right. I was very pleased. He was not, but so it goes. Uh, so the next turn comes up. I kill the truck. Main gun at the at the Yang Panther off the Panzer IV. I hit it again. I think I glanced it again, and I shoved it down again, so two more pins. Still can't kill the damn thing, but I can keep putting those pins on it. Machine gun the truck, kill the truck, kill the guys inside the truck. Yay. Pretty cool. Yay. Flamethrower half-track appears on outflanking now anywhere, and he's behind my Panzer IV. Sets the Panzer IV on fire. It survives that. Oh, jeez. And I was like, okay, cool. That could have super sucked. Yeah. So I put a couple pins on the truck, and I put a couple pins on the uh, half-track, and then uh, what the hell did we do with that? I think one of his other teams came on. I I had my infantry squads then. Rather than bringing them way up the board because there was no points for coming on up the board, I brought them in next to that and started putting pins on and assaulted one of his teams that came on, killed the other flamethrower team. Eventually killed the half track with them, so because open top, which was right. great. Yep. Uh, I brought my Kubel wagons on from the left side because some of his Falschmeager showed up there and were putting some inflating fire in on me. The Kubel wagons killed a few things. They get killed in return because they're thirty six points and soft skin. So I don't really 
36 points. Right, they, shit. they get killed. Yep. Right, they did their job. It's fine. So anyway, it ends up, after all of that, that I'm up enough for a minor victory at the end. I don't ever kill the Egg Panther. The Egg Panther doesn't kill anything in return. I call that a win all day long. Because that's 300 points of tank that did not kill me. Totally. So... So I was pretty pleased with it. So I was nice. I was pretty happy to get a minor win out of that. If we had a, if we had another turn to play, I might have been able to push it up to a major. But so it goes. You know, did you, that's, did that's you roll the six? Tournament. We did. I let him roll it. Okay. He rolled the game over. So okay. I think I would I only would have had to kill one or two more units, but it would have been enough. And again, my Nebel War for this is I haven't been talking about this is because it hasn't been doing anything except shooting. Uh, it finally here, here. hit one time. He had a squad behind a building and a lieutenant near them, and I shot the building, and I hit the building, nice. but didn't destroy it, and didn't hit anything around it, so, you know. Oh, well. So, my, my Warfare has done, the first game, it did great. Hasn't done a damn thing since. And that's okay, because it's there for the fear factor. I'm, so, I'm fairly certain to... that uh, every game I had, I was explaining how the FAQ affected the Warfare and showing the difference between... You know, like, okay, so now it's, you know, put the template on, maximize the unit, and then discover the six inches as opposed to, you know, yep. what what it used to be. And they're like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. That makes sense. I'm like, well, you know, I'm using it. You should know how it's affected. So yep. it's an FAQ. It's fairly recent. I should tell you and about it. It's important it. to know. So. It's important to know. I did, after the game, get dinged a little on my theme for having the, the, the side skirts on my Panzer four. I was a little sad about that. Really? So it goes. You did. You, well, he he did he didn't feel that a Panzer IV belonged in a DAC list, and I was like, it's out of the forty-two DAC selector. And he goes, yeah, but with the side skirts. And I was like, no, no, it did. That's very. I was like, no, that's a historical. I agree with you. They did not have the side skirts on the Panzer IV. No. Yeah, but and, you, you go for the, the the other side of it is the side skirts were kind of gave it the profile of the of the Tiger, which and, is why and that's what they I tried to explain. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I tried to explain, and I, he was—I think he was hung up on at Adepticon. You had to be a veteran Panzer for to get Tiger Fear, and he was kind of disappointed oh, that rule had not been applied one. to this tournament. And I was like, "Well, that's not what the rules of this tournament are." So, <laughs> but anyway, that's it's fine. Not, we had a, we that's had a not fun how game. Tiger Fear works anyway, right? Like, that's look, not how they the game drive works, in a straight line. They clearly are much more experienced. Yeah, it was a fun game. It was a very competitive game. I was very happy to pull pull out with a minor win on it. So, sweet, awesome. We had we had a good time. Yeah. So that ends me going into the final round with two majors, a minor, and a tie. So I'm I'm pretty happy. I mean, I can't finish with a losing record now. So, you know, mission accomplished. Yeah. So, um, okay, so so to speak. Yeah, that was round four. See? Right. Round five. That was round four. Round right. five was the. So I'm sitting at fifty five points. And somebody else in our club is sitting at 55 points, so I get to play Dave. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and now, here's a couple things going into going into this before we talk about just how awful this game went for me. Uh, Dave's list, and we have talked about it, and, you know, we've played games against each other, and, you know, basically Dave's list is an absolute perfect counter for what my list is. To the, yeah. to the T. Which is like it's a uh, single scenario, tune? Right, it's a, it's a single plank. It's a chaffee tank platoon. Three three chaffees in it, and some three other chaffees. Stuff. And he's got he's got an armored an armored command car, which is basically it's a it's a fully enclosed armored transport and has the command car plus two to you know within twelve inches for to command range, and then he's got the little kangaroo and he's got uh, some troops that I don't know do something or something like that, whatever. They're, they're, <laughs> 
<laughs> they didn't matter when it came to it. And then just for fun, he's got an artillery observer that, uh, by the way, uh, my only two losses came against British, and both of their artillery observers hit right away on the very first turn they issued the order, and both of them hit a unit and put pins on everything around it. Just saying. I don't recall that happening a lot when I played British, but, man, that sucks. That really sucks <laughs> when it happens. Um, the scenario is double envelopment with a twist. You get three points if your unit is in your opponent's deployment zone. You get one point if you move them off. So Josh likes to have people risk it to stay there for the extra points for it. Otherwise, it's a point per unit per uh, per order dice killed, and it's standard double villains anyway, which my army is not supposed to be a forward-pushing aggressive army. It was more tailored to mean... So I tailored the army uh, after reading through Fortress Budapest and reading through the couple of sectors where they talk about the Carpathian Mountains where they actually met the Russians and the newly turned Romanians. And that's, you know, I had a whole write-up for it, and this is what my army was tailored around, and they were basically a stand-and-hold-and-react army, not a let's-go-get-em sort of force. And that's... This scenario is terrible for it. The table is even worse. There's basically a river across the center line of the table, and there's two roads and bridges that go across from deployment zone to deployment zone and there's buildings and fields everywhere else it's just like okay wow and you sit down you look at the table you look at your army i know dave's army really well and also i'm thinking of how can i get a draw out of this there's no winning in this scenario my army isn't fast enough to move across the table i have maybe enough to kind of deal with some of his armor but not all of it and if he gets a lucky blow in here or there i'm screwed well, everything happened in Dave's favor. Again, my order dice were... And even Dave's like, how can you fail that many order checks with only one pin? I said, I've been doing it all tournament. In fact, I even did a ceremonious of going and throwing away the bad order dice at the end of the tournament sort of thing. Because just, it was... <clears throat> it was... When when your opponent... Again, I, I mentioned this earlier. When you see it in your side, you're kind of got a bias. Like, wow, this is happening a lot. But when your opponent, again, is going... That really seems to be above the odds for missing those kind of tests. It it really does. I'm like, it's been that kind of tournament. It was a really, it was a rough <laughs> game, but it was Dave. And Dave and I always have a fun game, no matter what's going on. We find we found the smaller victories and things like, uh, I move my flamethrower units up in front of his 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 chaffy, and now he could have with some really serious finagling maybe made a recce. But he's so far up in points at this point, he's like, I just want to see what happens. Go ahead and fire. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I rolled a two. <laughs> ah, damn it. At least the thing didn't run out of fuel. But then, you know, the next turn he eradicated almost everything except for the NCO and the, the flamethrower. It's just like, eh, it's been one of those things. I, and, you know, at least I my Panzer IV eradicated his the, his forward observer in the building, which, you know, brought down a whole bunch of pins on stuff. Basically eliminated unit. It was just... A cluster F from the word go, but again, Dave and I have never had a bad game we've played, at least not with bolt action anyway. We can get some history later, but uh, <laughs> I end up just getting just mopped, just completely. We're like going into turn six, and Dave's like getting ready to pull the dice. I'm like, Dave, I have one unit, and it's a small mortar left on the table. I've killed one of yours. You have the major victory. I don't see a way I'm coming back in this. He goes, Oh, I thought I had to get across your table to get points. Like, <laughs> no, it turns out if I don't have anyone to get points later and uh, you have killed them all, they, that's a good enough win. Yeah, so he had the major it. victory. 
yeah, it, it usually does it. Uh, and you know, looking at the well, so that's it. We'll get to kind of the recap at the end of it. But that was that was my game five, fun game. I, I sat down and just knew it was an uphill just based on the list I was playing against. The table and the scenario were three things against me. I probably pushed a little harder than I should have earlier, and it ended up. But you know, what's not thematic about a Panzer IV sitting on top of a bridge? That honestly, if it were really in that world situation, it was a stone bridge that the Panzer IV would have fallen through into the creek. But nonetheless, it looked thematic, just parked on top of the bridge, and then thematically got blown up shortly thereafter. So, like sure. I said, fun game. But now I'm still sitting at 55 points because I didn't move any further. I'm sitting at two major, a minor win, and two major losses. And I played all really cool people. I've achieved all my set out objectives for the tournament. So there you go. Sweet. Jeff? <sighs> so I put the pairings up for game five, and I go <laughs> read the big <laughs> card. And who do I get to play? John Stentz. Oh, boy. Again. It's the second time, second year in a row at Bug Eater, I played John Stentz in game five. Same scenario, different army for him. Well, different army for both of us this time. And I'm thinking, I was like, well, shit, talk about rolling the hard six here. Uh, and then I check our table assignment. And it's the train board. Oh, no. Which is a tremendous double whammy when you're playing against Japanese. Oh, yeah. And he, Because he's got a Japanese list, a 17-order dice Japanese list. And it's just like, I am in a lot of trouble here starting out. Because there's almost no fucking lines of fire on this table. I mean, almost none. There's so much terrain across it, you can't see a goddamn thing to shoot anybody, right? So the best you can do is stack up one squad in between these long lines of trains. Well, that's great, but A, Japanese players don't give a shit about one or two guys getting shot. They don't care about pins, and it's a direct line of sight to see you. So they're still going to either bonsai or be able to charge you and kill you. And the other bad thing about playing Japanese in this scenario is you literally have to pass by the other guy's army to get to his deployment zone. And Japanese is like the one army you do not want to get close to. Right. Right? I mean, that's the only way you beat them is not getting near them. Right. You can't do that in this scenario, as I will I will prove. <laughs> so we stack up. I, I pick a table side that's got at least, at least slightly more open, so I have somewhere to look and shoot. And then the other thing about these trains is there's this big-ass building. Like, I'd have to put a picture of it. This building runs almost the length of the table. And by the rules set down, it's divided into three parts. Which you think would be great, because if you could never work for one, there's a lot of stuff you would be in six inches. The problem is, is each building section is also within six inches of each other. Ooh. So it's not like you can occupy one half, one third of the building and shoot the other third, right? It won't work. So the warfers more or less, is more or less neutralized by that until very late in the game. So it's not going to be able to do a whole hell of a lot later on. Mm. But I set up, and the other thing is, is when we're pulling for order dice to deploy, I get almost all of my dice first, which also sucks because mobility across the table sucks. Lines of fire suck, so I can't be mutually supporting. So I basically have to pick, you know, which units are going to go where, and they're going to be stuck there. And he gets to react to it, which sucks because John's a great player, and he's excellent at picking <laughs> where to put stuff. Uh, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a hose job top to bottom for me, but we're not giving up. So anyway, we get to the table and we start talking, and I was kind of like, you know, we're joking a little bit, like we're playing each other again. I was like, why the fuck of all the people at this tournament am I playing you again? And he's like, well, you know, I don't know. I'm on four major wins. I'm at 80 points. And I was like, 
well, what the fuck? I'm at like 65 points. Why in God's name am I playing you? Well, turns out you're the best of the rest. And it's like, oh, uh, Christ. Anyway, <laughs> so we deploy, we get set up. And pro tip to people out there, John is an excellent player. So early in the game, he's just got so many guys. I have one good Nebelwerfer shot that's going to be able to roll on four units. Half to, he's got a mortar trying to range in on me. I fire back at that mortar. Right? I mean, that's the best shot to take. John's a smart player. The mortar's already fired, but he's got two. He's got a command unit and a political officer unit, I think, could be a two-man. He's got two two-man units that are in range here. Yep. He goes down with everybody, which is the absolute correct decision to make. Because I roll it out. I hit both of the two-man units with the with the Nebelwerfer. However, they're down, so I only hit one guy each, so I only can kill one guy because it's halved. I kill one guy each, and he's like, okay, that's cool. I was like, no, no, you actually have to make a test for that because they're no longer fanatic when it's down to one guy. Yes. Oh, yeah, I do, and he makes both tests. And I was like, shit. But so it goes. I mean, I put three pins on it. I was really hoping I'd kill that guy, but no such luck. Hmm. That's the only thing the Nebelwerfer hits the rest of the game, unfortunately. So I can't get any cheap cheap luck at the start, but so it goes. Well, we have a pretty good fight in the center, and unfortunately he's got two units coming up the center of the table that are in a six-inch wide gap between two trains, and they could just run right the hell up, and I can only get so much firepower squeezed in there. you know. So we, we have a couple assaults. He does some shooting. I do some shooting. We have a couple assaults. Eventually we wipe, more or less wipe each other. I'm doing really good on assaults in this game, right? I've killed two of his units in assaults. He's killed two of mine in assaults. Which, against a Japanese player, I will take that any day That's of the week. That's pretty solid, yeah. Right? Over on the left side, he's got his engineering tank coming up. Which doesn't sound great, but of course, it's no... My Panzer IV has crossed the board from it and has no prayer of ever getting over there to see it. Because there's so much intervening terrain. And it's got flamethrowers all over it and shit. So it's <laughs> like... And I've got no other anti-tank. So I have next to no way to deal with this thing, because it's a closed top seven. So... Mostly I'm keeping this unit in a building and keep threatening to come out and charge the damn thing. And I'm trying to weasel another building unit up the, up the other side of, in another building. He brings his engineering unit forward, veteran engineering unit, I think. And I was like, well, now I'm really screwed. So I've got to play bigger, go home. So I assault out of the building, kill the engineering squad, one yet another assault, go figure. Bounce back as far away as I can, which of course doesn't get me back far enough. Flame tank kills the unit that came out and assaulted them, so it's it's a draw and order dice. But again, I'm killing units here, right? That part's going great. And the problem is, is I can't get anybody up the board on that left half past the flame tank that's got flamethrowers coming out the ears and two infantry squads of guys that will absolutely get to charge me in the open if I try to cross this freaking open area. So that's kind of a stalemate. Back over on the right side, the Panzer IV is slowly trying to advance up the table and be useful. But, of course, it does kill the mortar team, which is nice. So that's another word dice off. But shooting Japanese doesn't do a damn thing because they don't care about pins until they get down to one guy. So I'm putting two, one, two, three pins on units, and it just doesn't matter because he can keep moving because his lines of sight are so tight that the nearest unit is where he wants to go. And John knows what the hell he's doing. He's a great player, right? He's not making stupid mistakes. So I can't, you know, there's <laughs> there's no beating a... There's, you can beat a player like that, but it's not easy. Maybe so we John get to the last. To play drunk. Yeah, wouldn't we were having drinks? It didn't help. <laughs> he's, too, <laughs> he's too damn good. So end of the game, yeah. we're getting to, close to the end there, and I've got the Panzer IV, and I 
I take a chance at trying to get it to his deployment zone. So that's when I tried to tank shock a full squad. Because shooting there with the MG was going to do nothing because I wasn't going to be able to wipe them out. So I figure I'll tank shock them and I'll end up wherever the end of the tank's run is behind them, which is what I do. And of course they laugh and sidestep the tank because that's their special rule. And I'm not close enough to be in his deployment zone. I missed it by about two inches, which is a thing that happens. Uh, end of the game, we're even. I think he's up. I strike that. He's up one on order dice, but he's got a suicide and a tank guy who's skillfully maneuvered up one of those closed fire lanes in the middle of the board. He's got his engineering vehicle, and he's got one other squad that can get up into my deployment zone on the last turn. So that's nine points for him right there. No. And. Which is enough to give him the major win. Okay. So he gets the major, I get the the major loss, so I stay at 65 as well. Okay. So it's a really fun game. John is a fucking great player. And I hate drawing him game five because of that reason. Because, you know, I want some schlub I can can wail on. (laughs) Right? I don't want to have to play like the fucking best player at the tournament. Get out of here. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, Again, too. If it, two years in a row, that's happened now. Well, quit doing, and, quit doing as well as you are, I guess. Well, yeah. Spoiler alert: we're going to miss my big goal because of this, too. So, right. Um, okay. So, oh, you know, it's John. Well, welcome to welcome to playing against John. I've never played him, so thankfully, I've never had to. Um, I'm yeah. a schlub in this whole scenario. Um, <laughs> so, how does it end? Who who so, uh, who won overall? Best overall goes to John Stentz, who is perfect. Oh, shocking. Right, as well it should. I mean, he's he's got 100 victory battle points. I mean, he's been perfect through every game. Right. Congrats. Best, yeah, great job, John. Yeah. No argument for me. You're a hell of a great player. You had a great list, and you you kicked everyone's ass you needed to kick. So, thumbs up. Good job. Want to make that clear, because I I whine a little bit, but he's a damn good player. So, (laughs) Um, best ally, I believe, was Paul Stewart. Is that correct? Pat? Yep, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I, got, I, got, I got to play him too. Woo! Look at well, me. You got a good strength of schedule, at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and a nickel will buy you a cup of coffee and wall drug, right? <laughs> <laughs> best, best Axis player. Who, who the hell was it, Pat? Somebody I didn't know. So was it a was it a Mark Mark somebody? I didn't know him either. Yeah. Um. And, and I looked at the the points, and so the points overall, the allies were. Way above the axis and overall points. Uh, way above. If you go further, so if you go further down the list, 144 was the best axis. 128, I think, was where Jeff was at, okay. and then 119 is where I was at for axis side. Again, there's a lot yeah. of allied players that were above that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's nice that the, the allies are winning. I guess, yay history. Um, whatever. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, uh, like special the, rules are significantly better, <laughs> right? And then they also had, you know, it was it was open for players to bring terrain down to supplement the the the, the tables for the tournaments, and so there was a, a best terrain table award, and that went to Robert, who again that train train table was amazing, looked fantastic, was awesome, it's gorgeous, yeah. and he you know when him and I were playing, he mentioned a number of times how he wished he could get time to finish it because you know he only got some coats one coat on the buildings but it looked great it was amazing and he did mm-hmm. win that for for that <laughs> and again it's one of those you know jeff and i both played on i did take three pictures of it which i'll try and after we get this episode up i'll try and put those up on the facebook page i'm terrible at taking pictures past the first round of games same, same here. at least at, 
at least I, I do have three pictures. You can kind of see this one. And I think if you go to, uh, I think it's the Bug Eater Facebook page. Josh did put a compilation of several, multiple different, the 30 or 40-some pictures that he took. So you can see that. And then there was the Bug Eater Award, which is the best of the soft scores, which includes your sportsmanship, your painting, and your theme of the Army. And I won that. I'm like, really? Congrats. Wow. Yep. Okay. Cool. So you're no longer the club prick. I guess that's going to be me now. <laughs> <laughs> I, and to be honest, I was, you know, Josh said, and that goes to Pat. And I'm like looking around for, you know, what, what, what Pat are you talking Pat about? Who? And he's like looking and walking towards me. I'm like, oh crap, am I only Pat in the tournament? Oh, I, I guess I am. Wow. Okay. I, that, that never occurred to me uh, to be on the horizon for it, but you know. I guess in, in reviewing these and talking through it, I guess it, it makes sense because everyone compliments how well my army looked. And then I was playing a, a legitimate theme force that, you know, I had a nice write-up for, and I do a good job in the display board, and I did the best I could to give best games to all my opponents, and they all seemed to have fun games. And I didn't think anyone was a, a prick, so obviously then there weren't any pricks in my games. So, hey, Cool. I was pretty happy about that. So we got to, you know, despite the, we got to keep our tradition alive at Bug Eater, which was, you know, the winners get gift certificates to a local uh, gaming store. And we got to, you know, the first year Dale was there, he won Best Access, so we got to go there. And then we get to go to our favorite steakhouse, uh, the Longhorn Steakhouse, and have steaks. And then last year I won the overall, so we got to go to the gaming store and then go have steaks again. And this year I still won, you know, I think it was still like a $75 gift certificate to the store. So I bought some non-bolt-action-related stuff, and we still got to go have steaks. And so I guess next year the bar's kind of set for us, right? Somebody's got to win something. That's all there is to it. Right. Yep. Someone in our group has to win something to force us to go there. (laughs) Yep. Also, what Uh, what other thing did we bring home? uh, You know, some some big bug-eater cup. Yeah, so yeah. We, yeah. I had to I had to bring this all the way back to Chalice. Omaha just to bring it back home again. Uh, and thanks in part to John Stentz for realizing that you know we're Minneapolis and it's kind of the Minneapolis area versus the other stuff. You know, he he was an auto breaker, which is our club name from many many years ago. And so, and and I think he actually came down to the fact that you know uh, he saw that Paul Stewart was with the Chicago guys. And he's like, ah, no, I can't affiliate with him whatsoever. I'll go with you guys. And so we did. <laughs> and now, uh, John, we've we've agreed to some minor terms after the victory. We tried to make you take the cup home with you. You, you weren't interested. So that cup will be sitting on your tables for Operation Snafu while you're playing. <laughs> there you to go. Remind you and your opponents that uh, you're you're a major part in our victory for a club this year. So, <laughs> yep. There awesome. you go. Yep. So yep. as it's been said, so it shall be written. So shall it all. So say we all. There we go. Uh, I'm super disappointed because I missed my I missed one of my two goals for the second year running by not getting best access player because I because I had to play John Stents in the fourth round in the fifth round. That's twice if I if I draw or better against in my fifth round I'll win best access, and it's just like son of a bitch. Because the whole idea is you play yeah. one of the faction Stences you, you play what Stents is playing because you know Stents is going to take the overall. So you just slide in behind him and get pulled up into that best general slot after he, he didn't goes take it last the overall. Year. Yeah, well, I, he was he was slumdogging last year, you know. He's <laughs> going for the sportsmanship <laughs> last year. Yeah, it, was, it didn't it didn't get it. I think he only yeah. got what was he what was he playing last year? Fins. Yeah, he, well, he was playing fins. fins. Okay, and he did he did t- he did take best best access though. So 
He did take best access, yes. There you go. And we were we were playing for best access last year. Whoever won our game last year was the best was going to get the best access trophy. So that's because I was busy changing the meta. Well, yeah, and they're, well, they're, you were playing. There were a lot more tanks side. this year. You know, I was side side with all the good special rules. Yeah, I can go back to them. The rules are great. Yeah, I would. The rules are fantastic. Yeah. So, but yeah, we, again, we did have that Hungary right. was. Yeah. Hungary was is a very valid access option, you know. Despite their inability to generate good order dice, they've got some solid selections, and that access support cannot be denied. Is they're they're right it's in great. there. Great, great. So we did Although on Romanian the way home get the free artillery. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, they do. Right. Yep, they do. So Dave, that's like Dave the only access well free order dice. Yeah, he it has. Is a good. It is a good. It is a good one too. So uh, on the way home, we were discussing, and it's uh, that's also helping my next army selection. Is we see a lot of American players, but I don't think we ever see any American players actually win anything. So I have some questions about the American army. So I'm going to run them here for I think for a year or so and see what I can do. Okay, cool. Doesn't yeah. Eric Hagen didn't he win something with them? Yeah, he wins one of those paint, game days. Painting. I think uh, he wins painting. painting. No, I thought I thought he won like an actual either best ally or best uh, best overall recently. Well, if he did, I don't one remember. The, one of those so. game days. I thought he did. It's possible. I remember being very surprised because he's a really fun player. Yeah, I don't. So I don't know if that's if that correlates to. Don't like, quote the me on that. Americans doing super well. <laughs> I mean, it's not meant to offend Eric. It's meant to like. Eric doesn't He'd play. Laugh. Yeah, Eric doesn't play the Americans to to be the most competitive. He loves the American right. army, and he loves the flavor. Yes. Right. And he's going for a theme, and he's the, he's that guy. He doesn't he doesn't care if he wins or loses. I think he, I mean, obviously he would love to win, but he's not like he's not going for the tournament win. He's right. he's going to have a good time, and he may bring suboptimal just because it 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 doesn't matter to him. Right. So, yeah, it was not meant to dig on his play his playability because he's actually a very good general in a lot of games. So, um, absolutely. Anyway, um, yeah, it sounds like you guys had a good time. As always, I was sad to not be able to come come with this year. Um, there is a possibility I might be able to join you guys next year, though. Hopefully, might be awesome. It's I'm, a really great tournament, yeah. so and it's yeah, it's a way, it's a weekend away, and it's it definitely is a uh, good time. So, yep, great. Well, again, it, it's nice that we we still plan and you know not trying to make the push to get home Sunday, and we do enjoy, you know. Playing playing board games Sunday night in the hotel. They again got to put us up in in their conference room, which I you know, always appreciate. And you know, I, I thank them on the survey for that because that's really cool. That you know, mm-hmm. it, it's another evening to just kind of drink and hang out with the guys and not feeling pressure to do anything. And then you know, you you go back the following day, and it's a, it's a day of travel to get there and back. So it is what it is. It's a yep. good time. I enjoy good it time, a lot. Totally. I enjoy. It. Uh, honestly speaking, if Bug Eater had the level of uh, shopping Adepticon did. I would give up Adepticon for Bug Eater as far as I as agree. far as tournament play. I completely agree. Okay. So that, the, that, the Adepticon lure is the other people and the vendor hall, and you know the the tournaments are something you do because you're there. Right. So. Okay. No, I totally agree. That it, it is it is kind of nice to be in a much smaller format, like where there are just gobs of people everywhere all the time. Like, yeah. 
it's it's a nice that's a nice change. All right. And, and Josh, I, I did notice that your notebook is down to its last couple of pages. So when you come up for Snafu this year, I will give you a new notebook so that you can continue running the Bug Eater tournament. <laughs> not, not here's a here's a copy of Excel or. No, no, not not like a, a tablet notebook sort of thing, but like an actual spiral bound. Might right. even be college ruled. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might upgrade you to like a, a graph a graph notebook pad. So you know, right grid or something. That's yeah, awesome. there you go. Oh god, that's hilarious. It's a good tournament. Right. He does a good job with it. It's it's awesome. It's a lot of fun, and I'm really glad that it's a tournament that does extra other than just you know supporting people to play a game it does great for the the debate team at the school and that's i think that's really cool yeah I, I think that adds an extra element to it that other tournaments don't have and even ours doesn't have that element you know we do the the toys for tots charity thing and that's you know that's what we can do and that's what our that's what our gt that we're part of is set up to do and that's okay yep it's yep everyone's got to have their thing and if we all did the same thing it would be it would not be exciting um, right, it'd be kind of dull. Yep, cool. I got nothing else. It's late, guys. Uh, yeah, and, I think it's a good place to put a pin yeah. out. Um, we will we will check in again with you probably next month. I don't know. We're in the middle of this month, right? Middle of this. Yep, yeah, essentially yeah. the middle of this month. So we'll, we will release this episode as soon as we can, and we'll get another one out next month. Uh, in the meantime, if you're planning on coming to Renegade, it, it, obviously it would be great if you to come if you would. Uh, Sign up. Let us know so that we can account. And you might want your spot just in case we do sell out. I don't know if we're going to sell it in the near future, but it is possible, right? You never it is possible. know. It, random weird things happen. It, it things ebb and flow. Sometimes and you're like, oh crap! Uh, <laughs> I wanted to go to that, and you're like, I can't go to that anymore now. But we'll see what the uh, act now. Right. I'm. I'm not trying to. I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not trying to make you uh, rush out to do it, but. It's worth doing if you're going to come. But quick, go do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might as, you might as well if you're uh, if you're planning on uh, if you're planning on attending. Why don't you just sign up? We're working we hard. Start. It'll be a yeah, good time. Yeah, grab a hotel grab a hotel room while you're at it, and uh, yeah, it'd be a good times. I Get don't know team. who's staying on site this year, but obviously I will not be there. So I'm I will likely be on site. So Sweet. I will I will also likely be on site. It it was really nice last year. I'm not. It's gonna very lie. likely I'll be on site Saturday for sure. Probably probably Friday too okay. because I'd like to do some stuff Friday evening. So Sweet. Yep. we'll see. All right. Well, ways out, and I got some tables to make between there. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's put it let's wrap it up here, Pat. All right. This is Snafu. Over and out. Good night, guys. Night. Good night, everybody. Night. I give you a toast, ladies and gentlemen. I give you a toast, ladies and gentlemen. Fair land we love so well In dignity and freedom dwell The worlds may change and go awry While there is still one voice to cry There'll always be an England While there's 
country lane Wherever there's a cottage small Beside a field of grain There'll always be an England While there's a busy street Wherever there's a turning wheel A million marching feet Red, white and blue What does it mean to you? Surely your proud shouted aloud, Britain's away. The Empire too, we can depend on you. Freedom remains, these are the chains, nothing can break. There'll always be an England, and England shall be free. If England means as much to you as England means to me. tabbing in so oh it's it's infantry sprue porn so you know it's not uh, good porn it's not the good stuff okay no bummer yeah more bazookas less tentacles you know I like I like bazookas though and me too as my brother immortally has said a hole is a hole <laughs> Jesus <laughs> uh, well we'll get there I, unless you don't want to talk about that on the air no no we should talk about it I'll just censor myself be, yeah be careful how you say it.